This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free. Those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing their site. So go ahead. Check check it out. Do a little comparison. See if you can get as much after you pay on those other talk show host sites as compared to uh, what you get for free at freetalklive.com. Uh, so enjoy that. And the, the main feature of the site actually allows you to influence the stuff we'll talk about on these very airwaves by submitting show prep suggestions uh, to our website. And then other listeners vote on those suggestions as to whether or not they like them or not. And the most liked will make it up to the front page and the very top of the website. At freetalklive.com, we'll start things out here tonight uh, by going straight to the phones. And I uh, spaced out on your name. Caller, you're on the air. Ty. Ty. Yeah, this is Ty from Memphis. Hey, how are you guys doing tonight? Ty, what's on your mind? Well, I got a couple of things. First, a complaint, a small complaint. Man, the show last night, they were talking about some really unpleasant stuff. I couldn't even make it through the podcast. Yeah, uh, they were. In fact, I wanted to uh, I wanted to to, uh, to talk about that here tonight. Uh, the Sunday show. Mark, did you did you happen to catch any of the the Sunday show? No, I did not. I... The the Sunday show. I and mean, for our listeners that don't know, uh, about a month ago we announced that we were adding a Sunday program, <laughs> and the intent uh, behind the show was to essentially give the uh, the third guy. Normally during the week, not tonight, but normally we've got a uh, third third host here uh, to get you know an extra perspective. Bring some other voices on the program, and the Sunday show's intent was to bring those uh, folks to the main role uh, in the show. So last night, Dale, who's normally on Friday nights, uh, was in the main role, uh, the hosting the show, and and kind of give them some uh, experience at, at at hosting in the front position on on Free Talk Live. And I think it's been doing a, a good job at that so far. And I, I I've got a lot of positive compliments. Uh, I guess all compliments are positive, but anyway, we've gotten a lot of uh, compliments from people. On the shows until last night, when uh, things got a little bit, let's say, explicit. Uh, Ty, how did you feel about what you heard last night? Well, it was just a, it was definitely not a liberty-oriented programming, you know. And it was it was just some rather unpleasant things to talk about, and I just rather not listen to it, you know. It's, if that's what they want to talk about on Sundays, I'll just skip Sundays, but. Uh, yeah, well, uh, Free Talk Live isn't uh, all about liberty. Free Talk Live is a show where people can talk about anything, and uh, the, basically, that's, they, the, that's the that's the rhetoric, right? But what do we talk about ninety percent of the time? Freedom, of course. Okay, so it's important. So t- to say that Free Talk Live isn't a, a, a show about liberty, but we talk about it ninety percent of the time, you know, you like there, you have to own it to some extent. Well, no, the the concept of the show is that anybody can call in and talk about anything. Sure. So, and it includes the hosts. The hosts aren't obligated to... trying to change the subject, and it was directed back somehow. So, uh, you know, I, I just didn't enjoy the show last night. We'll leave it there. But Well, Ty, but I'd like to point out... That um, I think we've all, uh, you know, all of us uh, here on Free Talk Live have learned over the years to some extent that if we deviate too far from the uh, the core value, which is liberty of uh, Free Talk Live, that we will get some level of scolding. And I think that these guys, this is this is the purpose of the Sunday show is to have these guys, you know, learn things. And if they, uh, you know, if, if they deviated too far and they've uh, learned something good. Well, yep, just there you go. 
Right. Let me let me go a little further here on this discussion, though. Uh, last night, just for our listeners that don't know that that, that, that didn't hear it, haven't listened to the podcast, I haven't listened to it, weren't listening live. Uh, it was Luther and Dale and Puke. They came in and they the main topic of discussion was sexual fetishes. Oh my! And uh, they got into fairly descriptive, uh, you know, graphic detail. Uh, now, Can't do that on the radio. No, and the Sunday show isn't on the radio. So, you know, it was their intention to come in on what they uh, considered to be an internet-only show and do a very uh, explicit program. So I understand where they were coming from on that, and I certainly understand that it's going to be an uncomfortable uh, subject and that a lot of people aren't going to want to listen to it. Um, but, you know, it's the Sunday show and they're in charge and I'm not going to tell them what they, uh, what they can't do. I didn't, you know, I came in actually at one point to tell them that the pirate radio station in Keene at 107.5, uh, that, that just the last week started carrying Liberty Radio Network content almost all the time, took them off the air in the middle of, uh, their discussion about this, you know, sexual fetish stuff. And so my point was that, wow, you know, you guys have managed to offend a pirate radio operator. You know that when you've managed to offend the, uh, the, the pirate radio community, uh, and because it wasn't just the one operator, I also uh, am pretty sure another one was, uh, was upset by it. We had basically two uh, pirate operators express uh, concern over the content, and one of them said, oh, bring it on. So, uh, so, you know, there's always a mixed message. Always people want something that, uh, you know, other people want differently from from their uh, from their perspective and so when i came into the studio and you can hear me the very last or i came into the studio and i told them what happened off the air and then i went upstairs and i i called into the show to bring it up on the air as a topic of discussion and i think the show ended up wrapping out i think with a good discussion about content and uh and explicit uh, discussions and things like that and i think that overall the arc of the show worked out in the end, but I, I tend to agree with you. It was a pretty explicit program, and certainly nothing that was, you know, appropriate for uh, for the FCC radio waves. There's no doubt about that. Uh, go ahead, Ty. Explicit nature of it. It was the when they started talking about removing body parts and consuming them. That's when it just like hey, this is just not something I want to listen to. Doesn't sound like anything I'd want to hear. Yeah. Well, but anyway, I, I I understand where you're coming from, Ian, and it's you know I appreciate that, but. You know, and I'll continue to listen. I mean, I, I like the I like the idea of the Sunday show. Uh, I like the idea of it being more of a free for all too. So you know, hey, one unpleasant experience, no big deal. We'll see what happens next week. Well, but and I, I, I know I that to... uh, Luther is going to be in charge of the next Sunday show, and he has said that uh, the show will be back as normal uh, as normal next week without that kind of explicit uh, content. Now, it'll still be an internet-based show, so you'll likely hear some cursing and, and things like that, but I think there's a big difference between the occasional uh, curse word and and having, you know, explicit graphic sexual uh, functions described on uh, on the air. And thanks, Ty, for the call and the, the thoughts tonight. I don't know that that's what he wanted to talk about. Oh, it wasn't? I'm sorry. Well, he if that's the case, he can call back. Normally, it's only one call per night, but Anyway, so we were talking about this uh, show last night, and basically I made a decision that the uh, the Liberty Radio Network, which is my little internet network that uh, I, I've put on on the air basically at LRN.FM for two purposes. Uh, one is to bring liberty-minded people to other great liberty shows. We've got a whole roster of over, I think, more than 15 different shows that air on the network. Some of them are live. Some of them are recorded. And I think the network has been successful at exposing uh, liberty-oriented listeners to new shows they've never heard before. 
And I, th- so I think it's, it's, it succeeded in that goal and continues to succeed. The other purpose was to provide a 24-hour program uh, content delivered delivery system, if you will, for uh, somebody that might want to put a radio station online. Uh, somebody that might want to start their own community or or pirate radio station. Sure, I mean, imagine the ideas of you know the ideas of liberty getting around the world. Somebody in Czechoslovakia can uh, you know get themselves one of these little cheap Chinese transmitters, put up uh, Liberty Radio Network. And Probably makes more sense in an English speaking area, but certainly yes, that's but, the idea. You know, I mean, so this can deliver content around the world and uh, you know great content. I've listened to the, I it is uh, popped up in different places, and when I've listened to it, I've really enjoyed it. So I uh, I was contacted by the operator of the uh, the station that took the show off the air last night and it was explained to me why uh, the show was taken off the air and you know, the operator pointed out that uh, that they didn't want that kind of uh, content on their air to offend as many people as uh, as possible as as how the operators were uh, were explaining it uh, when the the station's brand new uh, in the Keene area and that uh, you know they didn't they felt very uncomfortable with the idea of of people having their kids uh, tune into uh, to that particular discussion, and I underst- I understood where they're coming from. It was a, it's not an easy decision for me as somebody who supports free speech. Uh, on the other hand, I also am programming a, a radio station. It is free speech. That station um, is the speaker essentially, and they decided they didn't want to carry it. Right, that's and, free speech. And as the program director of the Liberty Radio Network, you know, I had to make a decision as to what to do here. You know, do I uh, do I just let content go? without changing it or do i uh, change things we'll come back with more it's free talk live MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zempax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All the features are free. We've got archives, so if you've missed a moment of the show, you can click and download. Although, if you click on last night's show, the Internet-only Sunday edition, you may very well be offended. Uh, The folks that were in last night did a, a very graphic program that definitely could not air on uh, FCC licensed stations and that's where the uh, the conversation began this uh, this evening with uh, Ty calling in to talk about uh, the offensive nature of the program last night and we actually we did bring Ty back cuz Mark you pointed out that he had another reason he was on the phone and I I uh, dro- dropped the call to move on with the discussion but uh, Ty is back with us here so let's uh, start things out Ty you're back on Free Talk Live Yes hey I just wanted to give kudos to uh uh, Mark, about the interview with the Magnitude, about the Magnitude site. That is a great, great deal, and it's fantastic because it's it's free music, free as in liberated music. You know, I mean, you could download in multiple formats, including lossless like FLAC and Wave, so you get excellent quality music. I have been searching for a music site that doesn't use DRM 
and doesn't use MP3 because MP3 loses quality. And it was just fantastic. So I wanted to give Mark a, a bit of applause for that. Thanks. Yep. I, I thought that it'd be, a, you know, I, I agree with you that it is a, a site that, that takes a certain uh, tact as far as uh, freedom and the ideas of uh, intellectual property. And that's the reason I did the interview. And, of course, the... It appears on our podcast is, yep. uh, Mark, uh, your, your interview series, the Edgington Post interview series, that is tacked on to the end of the show occasionally when you do one. So our radio listeners may have you know, no idea what you're referring to. That, that much is true. The Sorry, idea... I forgot about yeah, the, the, the idea of it is, is essentially many people want to do interviews. They want to hear interviews, and Free Talk Live doesn't really provide interviews. Free Talk Live is a show about the callers, so I just thought this would be a good way to do some interviews and uh, you know, have people you know, be able to talk to the, the thousands of people that listen to Free Talk Live and provide extra content to our podcast listeners. And, and I felt Magnitudes made good sense uh, as far as that goes, so... You know, I'm glad that it worked out for you. If you buy a subscription from them, let them know that you heard about it from uh, Free Talk Live. That's a good idea. Hey, oh, I will certainly do that. Ty, anything else I'll on your you mind tonight? Thanks That's for the it. call. Appreciate we'll it. All right. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. So I posted a blog uh, last night. I wrote it up last night uh, at freekeen.com explaining exactly what my decision was all about when it comes to a, a new policy that I put in place about the Liberty Radio Network, uh, the content there. Because we talked about how a lot of people were upset about last night's program. Sure, some people liked it. That's how it's always going to be. Some people are going to like it. Some people aren't. Uh, but I think a, a lot of people were pretty upset at uh, the, the very explicit graphic content on the show last night. And I told the guys last night, look, I'm not going to tell you not to keep talking about this. When I, I came in, there was a full hour left after they'd been pulled off the air by uh, the local uh, community pirate radio station here in Keene. And I told them, look, I'm not going to say to you, don't continue talking about this. But I just want to let you know what happened. You got pulled off the air because of this. So you have to ask yourself, you know, what's more important to you? Is it more important that you keep talking about sexual fetishes uh, on the air or that you be on the air? And so I guess they made their decision. They seemed to stay away from the topic uh, for the rest of the show, but there was a little veering back into it for uh, for a short period of time. And so it was later on that I decided that... Uh, in order to please the pirate radio operators and the, the people that are picking up the signal and rebroadcasting it, and, you know, essentially putting their butts on the line to broadcast the Liberty Radio Network, they could, they could be subject to, uh, you know, an FCC raid. Certainly possible. I mean, the, the FCC normally comes... I don't know, the, you know, the, the content. I don't know how much the content matters in that area. Um, they could be just putting... You the know, operators felt as though the offensiveness would increase the likelihood that someone would report their station. I don't disagree with that. You know, like, to some extent, I agree that that's true. But On the other the hand... the FCC goes after people that play, yeah. uh, you know, Calypso music, too. Yeah. So, yeah, right, exactly. On the other hand, uh, the FCC is going to find out if somebody wants to tell them. If, they, if somebody is offended by anything you say, there's a good chance... Uh, that, that well, the, the very fact that you say it without you. Uh, a license is, uh, is going to be offensive. Right. People. It's usually, actually, um, typically, when you look at who's reporting pirate radio stations, it's normally the licensed broadcasters. Oh, yeah. So and, and it's right. the, the old... public is often happy to have another voice, even if they don't agree with it. Right. Oh, this is something new. There's a great video if you look up, uh, you know, I don't know exactly the search phrase, but if you look for pirate radio, uh, Santa Cruz, I think, out in California, there was a station out in Santa Cruz that was on the air that got raided by the FCC. The mayor and the city council had actually passed a resolution in support of the pirate, of the community radio station. Yep. Uh, so they actually, the mayor actually came out and, uh, you know, like a good politician running out in front of a parade, came out and gave a speech out in front of uh, when the, the feds were raiding this radio station, uh, station over a megaphone. 
So you're absolutely right. I mean, the, the, in many cases, a community or a pirate station can be very popular within the community. <sighs> so uh, I'm lost. Let me go to the phones. I, I, I'm, I'm all over the place with, uh, with this here tonight, uh, and I'll, I'll center here in a moment. Let's go to your calls, though, and talk to Kyle in Pennsylvania. Kyle, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Kyle in yeah. Pennsylvania, you're on the air. Hey, yeah, I wanted to bring up uh, two separate things if I could. First, I wanted to uh, comment on last night's show. I just find that it's kind of weird. It's it's free talk live, and it's on the Internet, I mean, mostly. What's the problem with that? Oh, well, okay, so let me see if I can, I can explain. Uh, it is a show that is on the Internet, but it's being broadcast on a network that's intention is to be broadcast. So the Liberty Radio Network at LRN.FM is an internet network first and foremost, but it's encouraged that people who are operating a radio station pick up content from that network. Now, it's also, understand, uh, it's also understood that uh, the people that are picking up content from LRN.FM and putting it on the air are taking a risk because there are profanities on LRN.FM. Uh, it's an internet network, and the, the content comes from internet producers, and so it's going to have that kind of flavor, right. that open flavor to it. So yeah. they're, gonna, they're at risk anyway. It's just that... Uh, some of the operators were upset by that particular content, and right. I have you're, to respect what they what they think. Your claim that it's uh, mostly on the internet is not a true claim necessarily. I don't know what mostly means, but if mostly means that most of the people are listening to it on the internet, there's that's no real true. way to yeah. There's no way to, to ju- I, judge that. It's I'd say being that's broadcast likely on not, some radio stations right, too. I'd say it's likely okay, not I'll, true I'll, that the majority of the listeners are online because you've probably only got you know a hundred at the most listening on the internet feed. But if you've got Three radio stations, we may have as many as four, maybe more than that, taking uh, content from LRN.FM. There are probably at least a couple hundred people listening to those radio stations in aggregate uh, across the country as well. So, so basically the idea is, okay, well, let's just take the graphic sexual content that was heard last night during primetime hours and, uh, and just have that air during the overnights. So it's essentially just kind of sculpting the schedule. It's not telling anybody what they can and can't do. It's basically saying, look, you know, a, show's like, a show like Wheel, Wheels Off Liberty, where they were getting pretty explicit this week, will now air during the overnight hours as opposed to you know, at 9 in the morning or something like that. Okay, I'll, I'll concede that. It's, I just find it ironic that, um, at least from what I gather, mostly the people, people that are actually kind of offended or complaining about it sound like they're from the Liberty community themselves. It just seems kind of ironic, you know. Well, I think that uh, they are from the Liberty community, and they want to put their best foot forward, so to speak, and they didn't feel like this uh, program that was on last night was their best foot. And I don't blame them for feeling that way, and I thank you for the call at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live. Thousands of years ago, from the time of Moses to the time of Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, and beyond... TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert, Ilya Slobin. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind, 800-259-9231. That's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We've got a wiki. 
With over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you, wikiwiki.freetalklive.com. You can get interactive over there, and it's totally free. And and you hear all over talk radio people talking about buying gold uh, these days. And when I tried to buy gold off of talk radio several years ago, I found it to be a dizzyingly confusing process. I've tried to make that process a little easier. If you go to gold.freetalklive.com, I've picked out some coins there that I think will be uh, – they're good, good choices for people who just want to get in their hands the metal. They don't care about doing collector coins or anything like that because I felt that's what the other – uh, you know, organizations were trying to do is just sell me collector coins, and I don't want to collect coins. I wanted some gold and silver. So go to gold.freetalklive.com. See the ones we picked out over there. I think you'll find that uh, the prices on many of those coins just can't be beat. Gold.freetalklive.com. All right, 800-259-9231. We continue here. Uh, we, we started out the show with Ty calling in, and he brought up the very controversial episode of the Sunday edition of the show last night, which does not air on FCC licensed stations, it's not avail. It's not even available to them. Uh, if, a, if a program director came to me and said, "I want your Sunday show," I would say, "No, you can't have it. <laughs> not at this point in the game, at least. Maybe down the road, uh, that'll be the case." And uh, so, some people were pretty upset because they were talking about very explicit, uh, graphically dis- depictive uh, descriptions of uh, sex acts and uh, fetishes and things like that. And it's very unusual. Right. This unusual. isn't weird in the the area of podcasting or right. um, even people doing online shows or anything like that. That part isn't weird. The part that's weird is that it's being done on Free Talk Live. And it's not to say that you you couldn't talk about sex. Like if you were to call in tonight, it's not to say you couldn't talk about sexual fetishes. It's just that you wouldn't be able to get graphic about it. I'll tell you what, if you are talking about sexual fetishes, our finger is going to be hovering above the dump button. I mean, yeah. so. You just you just wouldn't be able to get graphic and, uh, for lack of a better term, pander uh, to the what they would consider the FCC would consider the lowest common denominator. It's still certainly possible to have a, an intellectual discussion or a you know a, a, and I know this was going on last night. I heard a, a, a good portion of the show. Uh, they were discussing it from an intellectual perspective, but at the same time they were also kind of being uh, in your face uh, about describing the uh, the sex acts. And again, they were doing what they considered to be an internet show, but it was aired over a network, LRN.FM, that is intended for broadcast on stations that are doing the pirate slash community radio thing. And so we just had uh, we just had Kyle call in to say, well, you know, you guys are about free speech. And I actually addressed that in my blog post over at freekeen.com. And yes, I am for free speech. I am about free speech. I mean, that's why I have a radio show where you can literally call in and bring anything you want up. Right. However, I don't want to belittle uh, uh, his point on that one, but I'd like to say, hey, everybody's got their threshold here, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, and <laughs> there's know, only so much you can talk about the guy with the jar. Right. <laughs> I and I won't what, say any more than that. Yuck. Yeah. I, don't, I don't have any idea what that means, but yuck. Um, so everybody's got their threshold. It didn't end well, let me tell you. And uh, you know, to say, oh, it's free speech. Yeah, you could talk about anything you want in your life, but you're going to drive your friends off. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I su- fully support free speech, and I do my best to provide a venue where people can exercise free speech, even in this sort of controlled FCC environment in which we exist six nights a week on this program. It's still a pretty darn free speech and kind of show, wouldn't you say, Mark? I mean, over the years, we've covered a whole lot of topics you would never hear on uh, most talk radio. That's the effort we try to make. Right, yeah. and, in, and in many cases, one point that was brought up, and I think it's a good one, and I think it was Puke that mentioned this on the show last night toward the end, was that, well, sometimes Free Talk Live talks about some very offensive things. I mean, we talk about drug use on this program. We've, we've had people call in with trip reports 
uh, on the air before. So we, we definitely talk about things on these airwaves that could very well offend somebody and make them call their local radio station or, or call uh, you know the advertisers or, or whatever. Wait till you hear our Memorial Day show and we tell you that it's a that uh, you know soldiers uh, aren't necessarily doing the will of God when they go out and kill yeah. uh, man, woman, and child in foreign countries. Yeah, that they're not protecting freedom. That they're just uh, backing up politicians yeah. and what they want. That they're really just paid killers for the man. So, so the message of Free Talk Live or the the, the things the the subject matter that uh, that we discuss on these airwaves is very mature. And in many cases, could be very offensive. It, uh, program directors have told me, look, you guys just aren't right for my demo. I'm programming to 35 to 64, and I don't think that uh, the oldsters will really like your program. Yeah, of course. They I can't do, handle it. <laughs> I do my best to explain to them, well, maybe, you know, you should give us a try Saturday nights and see how that works out for you. And sometimes that works. Sure, that's our shtick. Yeah. Sometimes that, uh, you know, that, that changes their mind. But, uh, you know, some people are just not going to gel with the content. However, there's a certain point at which you, you cross the line from a, a mature discussion about an issue that is a, an adult issue to a explicit graphic depiction of the issue you're discussing. And it's that graphic depiction that I don't feel comfortable putting on my network at LRN.FM that is offending the operators of pirate radio stations. I mean, if you're going to run a pirate radio station, you've got to have right, some Right, you're cojones. already being offensive. I don't care if right. you're putting polka music on. You're already offensive because yeah. you haven't gotten, you haven't spent the tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars jumping through the government's hoops and the years and years that it would take to put a, a license station on when, you know, in, in so many places it wouldn't, it doesn't matter one whit whether you have it on, uh, but, you know, they'll still come after you. Meaning out in the middle of the woods where you're not. So competing. many places. I mean, you know, there's one that's on here in Keene, New Hampshire. It's sitting on a place in the dial where no one's broadcasting, not anywhere near yeah. it. But I can tell you, a complaint has probably already gone to the FCC. Oh, and I, and I would imagine the complaint if they if and that's just the thing. Uh, the, the, the pirate radio operators are very brave because as soon as they put their station on the air. They're at risk of something happening, something awful involving armed men coming into their home and taking their equipment from them and who knows doing what else. Uh, but they're, they're at that risk constantly. And I don't really think that uh, – that I don't know if I buy it that banning graphic content is going to really significantly reduce the chances of being uh, – I think it increases the level of outrage. I mean, yeah. I think they're going to come, but I, when, when are they going to come? It's just a guarantee that it's going to happen because the well, other stations are going to If you, if you broadcast pirate in, in, you know, like in different metros, they'll come more quickly than they will in other places. This is true. So and it, and there seems to be things that make them uh, at the FCC come more quickly, and I don't know what they are. I don't know if – and when you say quickly, I think you might mean like a year because it's still the <laughs> FCC, and they're still a government bureaucracy, and they move pretty slow. So, uh, but all that said, the pirate radio operators are already putting their, to some extent, their 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 money and their freedom on the line, and and uh, and and I don't want to put them at an additional risk that's uh, above and beyond where they're already at. Just simply by airing the LRN.FM content, they're airing programs that can involve profanity, and and that's going to be, you know, somebody could say, well, if they hear an F-bomb on the air, then that's one thing that might make somebody go write a, it a letter to It seems to me FCC. that you're, you're, you have two roles here. You have the role of, uh, you know, the guy who owns uh, the, the, the intellectual property of Free Talk Live, the guy who has the radio show, and the show's about freedom, and yes. fine. So you let people on the show talk about these sexual 
sexual fetishes. Um, even if it was a it was an internet only show, you made the program di- programming choice there. Then you have an additional role as the program director for Liberty Radio Network. That's right. And so, as the the programmer for Liter- Liberty Radio Network. I don't know whether, whether you cha- made it, made a choice there or not, but the choice that you made was to at least inform the guys on the show, you know, what was going on. Well, that was at that time. And the and people then later. who have a, sh- a radio station, they have to make their decision. So everybody has to make their decision. Right. You don't get to go on and scream uh, obscenities on the radio in the name of sp- free speech because there are people who have checks all along the way. And these guys got checked. Simple as that. Yeah, they did get checked. And, and, and like I said, I came in and I let them know I'm not going to tell you what to do here. But then later on, I decided that the, the new policy would be that any kind of graphic sexual talk like that would belong in the overnight hour. So that, that essentially means that for, for future Sunday episodes of Free Talk Live, uh, that level of graphic explicitness will, will be unacceptable. So it was okay last night. I didn't you know bring a hammer down on them or anything like that. But now the new policy is if you want to talk about the man with the jar and where he put it and what happened in explicit detail, you can do that after 1 a.m. Eastern time. And I said it at 1 a.m. because I want to make sure the West Coast guys are, are okay, too. All right, so more coming up here at 800-259-9231. You're welcome to add your thoughts to the discussion. Maybe you are a pirate or community radio operator. would love to have your thoughts as well. Uh, this is Free Talk Live at 800-259-9231. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Toll House Morsels. There are a million reasons to bake with Toll House. Find yours at VeryBestBaking.com. A balanced diet is important, but so is the occasional treat. Working with your kids to bake a dessert from scratch helps them to appreciate it even more, and it keeps them from resenting having to eat their veggies every other day. Plus, baking is a perfect excuse to spend time with your kids, since just being together is a treat. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com where we give you the features for free. So enjoy those. And if you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that by becoming an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. You can get behind the show. You can uh, help us get Free Talk Live on more radio stations around the country, bring more Internet listeners on board, expose new people to the ideas of freedom. And, in fact, we may have a pretty cool announcement to make here uh, probably sometime this week about expanding the availability of Free Talk Live uh, to, to even more households throughout North America. We'll give you the, uh, that coming up. Uh, I can't. I can't really break the news quite yet, but looking forward it's to not breaking. quite time. Yeah, looking forward to doing that. Uh, so head on over to amp.freetalklive.com. You can help expand this program out as wide as we p- can possibly get it out there. Seventy-eight radio stations as of this record, uh, this uh, broadcast, and more to come. Thanks to listeners like you, you get perks too to sweeten the deal, like access to the uh, the amp only call in lines, the amp only forum podcast, and more. You can get all the details. Get signed up over at amp.freetalklive.com. As we go to your phone calls uh, here, folks waiting patiently, let's start with uh, Paul listening somewhere on I-95. Paul, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Mark. All this talk of uh, graphic sexual fetishes has me thinking of Porkfest. Let's talk about Porkfest. <laughs> By all means. So, it's coming up in I'm just a- days. In fact, many people are already at Rogers Campground. The party has already begun. 
Yeah, I left 8 o'clock this morning from South Carolina. I'm driving up 95 right now. I am excited. I am pumped. I am ready to be there. Fantastic. Is this going to be your first uh, Porcupine Freedom Festival? No, I went last year. Last year I was kind of, I wasn't sure if I was going to make it or not, and I made it out Friday and Saturday night, and I got there. All the tents are sold out, but the nice people Rogers gave me a huge RV for the same price as tent site, and uh, I had a great time. So as soon as I got back, I signed up for a full week this year, so... I'm Fantastic. really looking forward to it. So when are when are you expecting to arrive? Sometime late late night tonight or Yeah, yeah, hours? probably probably two or three or four or something. Try to get there as fast as I can, but it's like a eighteen or nineteen hour drive. Now are they gonna let you but, check in in the middle of the night? I have no idea. I'll figure that out when I get there. <laughs> oh I want to take you guys too for your website, like uh, all the podcasts. I downloaded like a whole week's worth and I've been to that on the way up. So that's right on. ride a lot easier. Very cool, and of course we've got our listen lines. If so, if you've got uh, free long distance, you can actually listen to the show as we uh, as we do it live. That's always an option as well, and people can go to listen.freetalklive.com to get details on that. But uh, Free Talk Live is actually going to be heading up. Uh, we've changed our plans. We were going to do Thursday through Saturday, and now we're doing Wednesday through Saturday. So we're going to do an extra uh, Porkfest show, increasing our Porkfest coverage by thirty three percent. So we'll uh, we'll see you there. And anything else you want to share tonight? Uh, one more thing too. I've- People were, last year, the people were my favorite thing. I was really happy, just cool, hanging out with everybody. But one event this year has sparked my interest a lot, and that's the debate between Rich Paul and I forgot who the other person is. They're talking about in-the-system mechanism versus out-the-system mechanism with Gary Johnson being a moderator. And I think that's going to be an awesome thing. I'm really looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, What do you happen to remember what day that's on? What's that? Uh, do you happen to remember what day that's happening? I don't. I think it's Saturday. It I think it's Saturday. All right, I will definitely look it up because yeah, I agree with you. That's going to be. Uh, I think that uh, the the gloves are coming off for that one, and it should be very interesting. I thank you for the call. Have a safe trip. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. The Porcupine Freedom Festival, of course, uh, inevitably, we'll be talking a lot about it this week. It's coming up, starting officially on Thursday, and it's the yearly event that's put on by the Free State Project in order to uh, get the get people the opportunity to come together and and uh, and meet one another and socialize and and uh, do various different activities and and go to events and and it's all happening at Rogers Campground in Lancaster, New Hampshire. Beautiful location right next to the White Mountains. Uh, and it was so much fun last year, and it's going to be even better this year. Over 550 people have registered in advance uh, for the Porcupine Freedom Festival. There's all kinds of folks going up there. We've got a film crew in the studio here uh, tonight. They're shooting some footage of us, interviews, and they're going up to Porkfest this weekend to interview you if you're going to be there. Um, there's a good chance of that happening. Uh, Free Minds TV is going to be broadcasting uh, from the Porcupine Freedom Festival, as I understand it, or maybe at least recording. I don't know if they can broadcast from there. But uh, we'll be broadcasting live every single night uh, that, that we're there as well. And it's just a great time and a great excuse to get together with other people of a like mindset, people who understand what freedom's about. You don't have to start the conversation on freedom. They're already there. They get it. You can talk about all kinds of other things and build some bridges and uh, make, make uh, you know, start friendships that will last a lifetime. Because a lot of the people that are coming to the Porcupine Freedom Festival are members of the Free State Project who have either already moved to New Hampshire or are considering moving to New Hampshire uh, or you know, just waiting for the opportunity to, uh, to move to New Hampshire or planning to move. I know that Michelle Seven uh, is coming up here this weekend from, from Nashville, one of the, the infamous uh, income tax, I don't know, is, is resistor the right term? Uh, yeah, it sounds right Tax to me. freedom advocates. She's an incredibly uh, lovely lady, and she's coming up here. Uh, I think she might, might actually already be up here in New Hampshire. So all kinds of names. The, the names that you hear on this show. You know, this Free Talk Live doesn't drop pol- politicians' names. We don't care about politicians. 
but we, we will talk about the activists, the people that are up here in New Hampshire actually advocating for freedom, putting their freedom on the line in order to achieve more freedom in the future. It's an incredible group of people. And what he was talking about there was this debate. It's been scheduled between Rich Paul, who is uh, kind of the out, one of the outside the system guys, although he was talking to me about running for city council. So I think he's been kind of – I think he's been wrongly maybe categorized as outside the system. Yeah, I don't think he's outside the system. I think he's doing some outside the system activism. Right. He's, he's willing to engage in outside the system activism. How about that? And then somebody like uh, the guy who's in charge of uh, New Hampshire Coalition for Common Sense, Matt Simon. Matt Simon, who, I'm very interested in hearing this because I think that there's, uh, I think that there may be good, uh, you know, good points on both sides. He's very much inside the system, and he gets very upset at people doing outside the system stuff. And so uh, we will see how that goes. Plus, as he mentioned, Gary Johnson, the former governor of New Mexico, actually, uh, actually moderating the debate. So that's pretty cool, too. All right, let's continue here with your phone calls. Go to Porkfest2010.com, by the way, to get registered for the Porcupine Freedom Festival. You can still do it in advance. Save yourself 5 bucks. It's 30 bucks at the door, 25 in advance. Porkfest with a C, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T, 2010.com. To your phone calls and the fun, Blake is in Oregon. You're on Free Talk Live, Blake. Hello, gentlemen. Hey, Blake. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, well... A large portion of your show on Saturday was devoted to the topic of marijuana prohibition. Mm-hmm. And there was a couple callers that were making comments that I wanted to address, such as marijuana users are lazy, uh, or that marijuana induces depression in the users. You know, I'm surprised they didn't trot out the marijuana makes men grow breasts uh, allegation on Saturday night. Go ahead with your thoughts. I mean, they were really just trotting out all of the you know, the old canards and uh, the, the propaganda uh, tactics that are just nonsensical. Well, anyway, I uh, my opinion as to a probable reason for these so-called symptoms of marijuana use is that as a mild psychedelic, which marijuana is, if marijuana users don't believe me, just like smoke an ounce to your head sometime. But, uh, you know, psychedelic drugs, they, they cause your mind to work differently. And oftentimes, you know, one gentleman was speaking to his own personal experience with marijuana in high school, and I would say that, you know, one probable reason that marijuana causes laziness, and laziness being a euphemism for you know, acting outside of the social norms, as far as I'm concerned, is that, you know, when you're a teenager and you're smoking marijuana, you might just realize that the whole school system that you're stuck in is pretty much bull. Yeah. And that might make you a little lazy, or, you know, rather than saying lazy, that might make you not want to really participate. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a a completely valid uh, point. You know, I the the idea that they, they, they for one, there's no science uh, saying that marijuana makes one uh, laconic or uh, lazy or or that it uh, causes depression or anything like that. But I think you can uh, I think you can concede that point, even if it does that to some people. And I think that's what the claim was being made here. Even if some people become lazy and some people become uh, depressed on it, well, you know, some people become depressed and blow their heads off because they drink too many beers. You know, this happens. And are you suggest is the person then suggesting that we should go back to prohibition? Because the the problem with the problem with prohibition was that it brought the problems to people who don't use the substance. If there's a problem with smoking marijuana, if marijuana makes your head blow off after the 10th puff, it's your 
head. You get to blow it off if you want to. The problem is, is the enforcement on this, the billions of dollars every year that go into the enforcement of this that I have to pay that I don't agree with when I don't smoke it. Well, the problem, I mean, yeah, the, the billions of dollars that are wasted, that's a large portion of the problem. But, I mean, we could talk about this problem every day, all day, and never even break through the cognitive dissonance of half the people that are listening to this conversation. Yeah, I, I think mean, the best so thing that... Uh, we're short on time, but I think the best thing that uh, that can be done is to show people otherwise. It's like I said on the air, look, I, I've smoked cannabis for a decade of my life, uh, more than that now, and I'm, I'm pretty darn successful. I mean, I've got a successful radio program. I guess the suggestion... Things are terrible, would, right? I guess the suggestion would be that if I hadn't smoked pot, I'd have uh, 200 affiliates instead of uh, 78. Hey, thanks, Blake. Appreciate it. More coming up here. Uh, it's Free Talk Live. How long can you hold your breath? Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. This is Free Talk Live, and we're launching into the second hour of the program. You can take control of the airwaves. Just dial in toll-free. Bring up anything. 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. 1-800-259-9231. And tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. In fact, the site allows you the listener to go and submit prep show prep as we call it uh, to the site you can submit things that you think are interesting from across the internet whether it be a blog post or a news article or a youtube video you put it on the site and then other listeners can vote as to whether they like or dislike and if they like it and enough people like it it'll make it to the front page and the top of our website meaning we're more likely to see it and talk about it on the air so head on over to freetalklive.com get interactive there's much more to the site than just that though and it's all free at freetalklive.com, we're going to your phone calls about what you want. Coming up, Mark, we never did the the parking ticket update. Uh, we were going to talk about that, about how uh, this you... riveting uh, story of my parking ticket. I think it's important. I think it's an important story, and uh, we'll get to that here in a little bit as to what has transpired. But first, we check in with the Porcupine Freedom Festival, where Jason Talley is there from the CD Evolution Fund at cdevolution.org. Jason, uh, you, you showed up, what, Sunday sometime? Uh, yeah, we showed up last night. Uh, I'm in the red cabin. You can't miss it as you uh, drive into Porkfest. I'll be there with uh, Osborne, who will um, most likely give you a jello shot and some <laughs> beer. And then uh, Johnson is going to be uh, there uh, selling free Talk Live swag. So you definitely want to come by, 
talk to us. I'll be there um, with the uh, CD Evolution Fund. We'll be raising money for the, uh, the brave uh, men and women who uh, break bad laws. Awesome. Now, uh, so how are things so far? I mean, it's pretty early on. The official kickoff doesn't happen until Thursday, but people get there Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. They show up early. Uh, it's, I imagine things are a little more low-key than they are on the weekend. What Describe the scene. What's it like being at Por- uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival pre-fest, so to speak? It's great. Um, George from uh, uh, brought his uh, famous baklava and oh, yeah. he set up shop. He's also, and I, that's actually, I was going to call you guys at 7, but I was too busy eating. Sorry about mm-hmm. that. But, um, yeah, so I had some, uh, a gyro from him, and he'll be serving them all week, and it was, it was fantastic. And the cool thing about George is he, he donates, um, you know, a, a large percentage of his uh, proceeds to the CD Evolution Fund. He, he calls it giving back to the community, and we really appreciate it. I think that's incredible. I had the chance to uh, to meet him last night. He and a couple of other folks uh, came up through. Uh, I guess they were coming on the on the way up to uh, the Pork Fest because the northern portion of New Hampshire, and we're in the south uh, southwest corner. And so they dropped in for uh, some of the social activities that go on here in Keene. And uh, the, the your uh, cohorts in the Motorhome Diaries have been uh, doing these nightcaps in the right, middle, right. right, the middle of uh, Town Square. So the same place where the 420 celebrations have been going on on a daily basis. Well, you can pretty much go and smoke pot in, this, in Town Square any time of the day or night, and we've proven that now by going out, uh, by doing nightcaps, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. There's been some uh, some open container, there's been some uh, open smoking, and uh, yeah, even on, on Friday night we actually had a, a hookah. Somebody brought, one of the activists brought a hookah out to the, uh, the nightcap, which was a lot of fun. So we were That's out there right. for I don't know like an hour an hour and a half on uh, all you need is a juggler now. <laughs> well, we we have, we had to start somewhere. So Central Square, you know, is, is the beginning. Now we need to apply that to the rest of the state. Right on. Well, you know, it uh, the the Manchester guys had it going for a little while. I don't know if it's still happening out uh, out there, but I agree with you, Jason, that uh, the the disobedience should spread. But in the meantime, we'll keep it up. Uh, we'll keep the torch lit here in Keene. I think we should find out how the disobedience works in Keene before you start spread it out. Where elsewhere. I think it's working fine. We've got uh, all kinds of media coverage. People are talking about it. People are watching. People are paying attention. And <laughs> yeah, they're watching and paying attention and talking about it. You're right about yeah. that. No, I mean, I, I I think anytime you can encourage good people to break bad laws, I think that's a good thing. I mean, that's how you get these bad laws off the books, or just you know, they're just so ridiculous you can you can laugh at them. So that's why you're. Anybody, that's why you're the director of the CD Evolution Fund, Jason. And that's why you guys are on the board of directors. I'm there as a moderating voice. <laughs> <laughs> well, we need to get you off the board then and put somebody else in. It's more radical. All right, so Jason, what's going Can't on tonight? Me off, pal. A lot of campfires. Designed it that way. A lot of campfires, hanging out, uh, relaxing. T- tell me what it's like. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll probably be doing some more Jello shots. Osborne is proud <laughs> of uh, of those, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's great. We're just, I mean. We set up uh, these two big tents. We're going to have banners for, of course, SACL uh, CAI and um, uh, CD Evolution, Free Talk Live. And so as people drive in, we'll be well represented. Um, I have these buckets out for the uh, what I like to call the, uh, the all-stars of the civil disobedience movement in New Hampshire. Uh, we'll be, uh, Michelle Seven is actually going to be moving, like you said, to New Hampshire. But she's been great. She organized this event for us, um, a jailbreak fundraiser. So she's going to have a little jail in front of her cottage there, and we're going to ask people to uh, donate money to, uh, to bail them out. Uh, Lauren Canario, Sovereign Curtis, uh, Sam uh, Dodson, who's also on the board of directors, they're all being involved. And, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Some other great people. Yeah, it's great. And then um, Mark Stevens, he's going to be talking uh, about his adventures in legal land, and he has agreed to uh, let CD Evolution sponsor his event. So 
every time we get a donation of a hundred dollars or more, we'll give a ticket away to uh, to see that. And it's going to be. And one thing we like to do at CD Evolution is um, educate people on how to deal with these uh, thugs and robes and, and badges. And so we thought, you know, having them listen to Mark Stevens would be a really great way to do that. So. Absolutely. And and isn't it the case that uh, Sam is going to be uh, filming Mark Stevens? Or there's going to be some sort of video production going on at the same time? Yeah, exactly. And so uh, I would expect that um, at, at some point people will be avail- available to uh, buy these videos and uh, maybe see it online. So, I think that would be great. I'm certainly going to encourage Mark to... Uh, to release that publicly, you know, maybe a low-quality version online and then make it so you can buy a DVD set or something like that. I think that would be really ideal because, uh, as we've seen with Free Talk Live, you put the message out first and the people come around and they, you know, they reward you for, for putting something out there that they liked. And I, I, I'm sure that he'll understand that. And uh, he's a great guy. I was just on the phone with him today and he's excited about coming up. So we're looking forward to seeing him again and we'll look forward to seeing uh, all of you who are on the way up here. If you can't make it, just listen into Free Talk Live. We'll be broadcasting live every single night. Jason, anything else you want to share? Uh, that'll do it. You guys take care and drive safe. We'll see you soon. Hey, enjoy your jello shots tonight. Have fun <laughs> out there. <laughs> right. 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll free line. There's going to be a lot of underground stuff going on at uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And what I mean by that is that uh, he mentioned George uh, George's famous baklava that is being sold without a permit. Uh, people are going to be vending food without asking the city of Lancaster for permission uh, to do so. They're just going to Lancaster be- is in a city. Okay, whatever. The town of Lancaster. They're going to be vending food uh, without asking the bureaucrats from the city for permission uh, in order to do that. I understand there's going to be tattoos being done, and of course those will be done without the government permission slip. Other things will be sold. Other products, other services will be available, and nobody is asking anyone's permission to do it. They're just bringing out... They shouldn't. Uh, you free people should be able to do uh, what you know whatever it is that they want, as long as they don't hurt other people. And that means to do business. People suggest that somehow once you... you uh, uh, go into the area of doing business that the government owns your activities and it's it's absolutely ludicrous but mark if it weren't for the government then those people the people might die from food poisoning at uh, at pork fest i mean the government would keep them safe are you suggesting that people aren't dying from food food poisoning now but the government it, it reduces that by having a piece of paper that Any evidence go- of that well, you go and you give them money and they give you a piece of paper. And then Why the- would one of these evil uh, restaurant people want to kill the people that have uh, come through their door and spent money on their food? It's When you work in they the restaurant business, restaurant business, uh, you know, it's, it's difficult to get a customer to come through the door. And the, the suggestion yeah. is that once you do get them to come through the door, that you want them to continue coming. Because it's the repeat customer that really puts money in your mm-hmm. hand, not the guy who slipped in one time to buy a burger and then uh, he's out the door to Albuquerque. Kirky, it's the repeat customers that you want. So why in the world would you want to provide people with substandard food and uh, you know have them be poisoned? Well, I'm not. I wouldn't say. Now, of course, taking the role of the statist, I understand. Uh, I, I wouldn't say that the, the business owner wants to poison his customers. It's just that the government gives them a little more incentive to make sure things are spick and span. With a with one um, investigation per year. That's what. Does well, it. you're right. The that's, system does need to be reformed, that's and we need to hire ahead more. Of time. Well, we need system, to hire more bureaucrats. The system's a, been in place for a hundred years now. If it was going to be reformed, it would have. The system can't be reformed because the government has a monopoly. Why in the world would they do a good job? Have you ever heard of a monopoly that does a good job with customer service? All right, you got me. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever you want. 
Uh, Mark's parking ticket and your calls on the way. This is Free Talk Live. Notorious space pirate Phoebus Crumb had retired to a frontier world, only to see it destroyed by raiders. Now, Crumb is given a new ship, a new crew, and a dangerous new mission. Infiltrate deep within enemy territory and destroy a deadly dreadnought that threatens the balance of galactic power. Follow the illustrated adventures of L. Neal Smith's Phoebus Crumb online now at BigHeadPress.com slash PK. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. The number brought to you by SACL CAI. You're going to see them out at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Jason Osborne, the man behind SACL, is already there. And uh, if Jason's there, the party's begun. So head on over, uh, go to porkfest2010.com, get registered. We'll be talking a lot about it. We're going to be broadcasting live uh, from Wednesday night on. I'm not sure if you're actually going to be on the show Wednesday night, Mark, because I'm getting there probably before you, and uh, we've got other folks lined up to sit in for you. It's my intention to save your butt. I mean, I uh, generally when I'm off the show, something terrible happens. You say something that's uh, incredibly offensive to the average listener. Uh, so I try to avoid that happening. So, uh, so yeah, we're going to be there and go to porkfest2010.com to get registered. Also, at Porkfest, you can get a special sneak preview of Chartarum, a John Shaw motion picture brought to you by Think Twice Productions. And you can get your copy of the Porkfest-only limited edition of the original soundtrack, as well as the Porkfest commemorative beer mug. Friday night, you can uh, t- uh, check that out after Free Talk Live, very same place we're doing the show, the TV room. Well, you'll be able to sit there and get the preview of Shaktara. Yeah, cool. I saw the, uh, the the huge box of uh, soundtracks that they have uh, that are going to be available for sale, and I I understand they're going to be uh, being snatched up. They uh, a lot of people are interested in. It. It, am I mispronouncing it? Is it Chartarum or Shartarum? Chartarum. Okay, Chartarum. Got it. Uh, all right. At least so, that's how I pronounce it. Uh, oh, well, if you pronounce it that way, that must be the right way to pronounce it. Uh, all right. Let's continue here. Your phone calls, 800-259-9231. Let's go to Nick in Missouri on the amp lines. Hello, Nick. Hey, Ian and Mark. Uh, I wanted to talk about uh, the guy who called in Saturday night about uh, Jody Emery's uh, blog piece and about how Mark Emery's in jail and how he was laughing at it, saying that uh, consequences – like he knew the consequences to his actions. Yeah, it was uh, Mark Emery, who's the Prince of Pot, who's being held now in uh, federal prison for something like five years for selling seeds. But it was really because he spoke out against the war on drugs and spoke out very publicly and successfully against sure, it. Sure, there's lots of people selling seeds from Canada. Yeah, and so his wife had gone up to visit him and she wrote a blog post at CannabisCulture.com uh, just kind of outlining what her experience was like going to visit her husband in this super max prison that they have him in in Seattle. And it was just an awful, awful experience and uh, very emotional. And, and I was I cried when I read it myself and I, I wanted to share it on the air. And this guy calls in afterwards and says that he thinks it's funny uh, what ha- why, uh, her story, that uh, instead of being touching and, uh, and inspiring, uh, he found it uh, funny. And so that's what you're calling about. Yeah, I was thinking of a uh, similar situation, say like a hypothetical that uh, his wife, you know, was walking downtown through a park and she gets assaulted by some stranger, you know, and gets hurt. We sit there and say the same thing that you knew the consequences of walking through the park and just laugh at it, you know? 
Well, no, no, no. He wouldn't say he wouldn't say that because, uh, well, that was a real criminal who uh, who assaulted the the wife, and so she wasn't expecting that when she walked through the park. Whereas the system, well, we all voted for the system, and uh, if you don't like it, then you can work to change it. So, yeah, I think it's reasonable that one analogy. might say that there that Mark uh, Emery had an expect had, would, would should have had an expectation that the United States government might have come after him. But it's not I funny. I know it's not funny. Right. I don't think this guy uh, this guy entirely understood the stories and the legal of it and how the Canadian government had to essentially do some illegal wranglings in order to get Mark, uh, you know, charged by the United States government and deported and all that other stuff. But, you know, that's beside the point, I think. The, the guy yeah, was cruel. I think in general, in general, using the reasoning that uh, consequences, like you knew the consequences of something is just uh, bad reasoning because it shouldn't be the morality of the action that determines your uh, actions, not the consequences. Yeah, it's. It, I guess the um, you know the the suggestion is you know what if what about somebody who smokes cigarettes and dies? You know, I they they probably knew what the uh, the consequence is going to be. Is it funny? I mean, that's not funny. No, I, I, you it's... understand the consequences, but what kind of sick, macabre individual? What kind of morbid, uh, you know, uh, sicko says? <laughs> uh, you got what you got. Dirty lung cancer. Look yeah. at the emphysema. You I mean, got what you was coming to you. <laughs> now that's. I mean yeah. that that would be sick. And this is essentially what this right. guy, the parallel this guy is making. But you're not. But the next guy who called in said, "Well, you're not allowed to use analogies. It's not sound from a philosophical standpoint." <laughs> well, honestly, it, it's not. Uh, analogies are argued from. Uh, an inductive standpoint, not deductive. So you can't really have soundness in them by definition. Sure, but how it are you going to make deductive strength. logic to a guy who thinks uh, use deductive logic with a guy who thinks it's funny that uh, somebody gets thrown in jail for uh, pot activism? You essentially Analogies have are... to use um, induction in order to deal with somebody who's who's talking like that. You have to draw parallels. I think personally, I think, I, yeah, I think yeah. making connections between ideas is very important, and that's what analogies do, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, they do. Like I, I was. Thinking as well, like, uh, say, for example, uh, Jack. Jack would just happen to be in a grocery store, pulled a pack of candy off the uh, shelf. This is Mark's son. Would you sit there? Yeah, not Mark's son. Uh, would you tell him that, no, he should put that back because it's wrong to steal, or no, you shouldn't do that because they might, you might get in trouble for it or they might catch you? No? Well, I think I'd probably tell him the consequences of his uh, of, of the actions as well as uh, why it is that one does it. To me, morality is a practical stand. Um, you, you, morality is practical in its in its uses because I think that often kids will think, oh, I can get away with this stealing thing. But you can only steal for so long until somebody suspects it. And then once they do suspect it, it it's, it's a terrible uh, black mark on your reputation. Anything oh, else? All I wanted to bring hey, Thank thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. Uh, that number brought to you by SACL CAI. So we promised the parking ticket story, Mark, and I know it's a gripping story. Uh, I think it's important because it's a really great example of non-cooperation that uh, has been very effective for you so far. What, what's the, give, give us the story about the parking ticket. Okay, uh, so... Uh, when I first moved here to Keene, uh, there were parking meters up, and I, I immediately saw that the parking problem uh, was – it was a problem. It's a problem. Uh, people have to 
to pay these tickets. It's they, a problem everywhere. Yeah, there are they, meters. You know, this this is how the government operates. Who right? likes parking meters? <laughs> Please call in if you like parking meters. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. It might be that parking meters are the very best solution to the parking problem, but I don't think they are. And I believe no. that testing the boundaries of a system is a good way to. Uh, you know, just to make that system better if it's ever going to be or have that system, uh, you know, dissolve into the past. So I'd like to give one story as to what happened. Um, when, when my wife and I went out for breakfast back in 2006 when we first moved here, uh, we were going to a local business on, uh, on Main Street and we didn't have any change in the car. And I don't carry change in my pocket and she didn't have any change in her purse. There was no change. So you'd have had to go and get change from somewhere and then go back to the parking meter and then feed the meter and then you could finally go in and sit down for breakfast. We hopped back in the car and went to a chain restaurant that has its own parking lot and we didn't pay. Uh, you know, for parking because there was no reason to pay for parking. It's you know, it has its own parking lot. So that local business lost out on on the business on our business that yeah. day. Has to happen time and time again, over and over. It's and funny too because you probably actually paid more at the chain restaurant for what? Well, I, yeah, the the business you nah. were going to go to is pretty cheap. I mean, the the foods there it's a diner. It's cheap. It's, I don't think so. No. I disagree, but okay. you know, um, whatever. I'm certainly not going to. It's a dollar. If I pay a dollar more, for, that's two dollars per plate. It's worth. It's not worth two dollars to right. me to walk into a business, get change, to come out and feed a stinking meter. Or a I quarter. agree. It was the inconvenience it's, of, it's, of it's a, you know, it's a stupid system. Yeah. So you got a parking ticket recently, or at least one was left on the. Uh, I think it was your wife's car. The while y'all were y'all were yeah. downtown, yeah. So you got a parking ticket, and uh, you joined the ranks of the non-cooperative. We'll explain what happened here in a little bit. 800-259-9231. And you're pretty critical of the whole non-cooperation, civil disobedience thing. So I don't know that I call it non We'll give you your story here in a moment. Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL. That's FTL is in Free Talk Live. And sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free, and they include the Shrine of Female listeners, dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing they are indeed listeners of this program. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com and see it for yourself. If you're a lady listener, you can get details on how to become a Free Talk Live Shriner at shrine.freetalklive.com. In fact, Mark, we'll get back to your parking ticket story here in a little bit. Let's go to the phones and the fun ladies first. Erin is on the line in California. Erin, you're on Free Talk Live with the Ina Mark. Hey guys, um, I don't know if you have talked about this already tonight, but I wanted to talk about the Sunday Internet Only Edition. By all means, we covered it uh, extensively in the in the first hour of the program. Uh, but what were your thoughts? Um, I thought yesterday's show was hilarious, and I really hope that it stays Internet Only. Well, odds are good that's not going to be the case. Uh, the Internet Only show is is designed, and you're talking about the Sunday show, which we launched about a month ago. 
It's designed to give the, uh, the the third people, the guy that the guys that normally sit in the third chair during the weeknights, to give them their own show that they can explore with, and they can kind of learn how to host from the main seat, and uh, you know, kind of take the main roles on the program as sort of a farm team training wheels kind of show. But eventually, once the training wheels can come off, then uh, then we can put them on on the real radio and. I think that's that's the long term goal of the the program. Also, if they want to do a potty talk, uh, uh, you know, podcast, they can do that, and then you know, we'll mention that uh, you know the whoever's sitting in um, is the host of PottyTalk.com or or whatever, and and then people if they want to hear it, they can they can go there. Yeah, I understand. Maybe uh, you guys could do some more extended uh, shows for that. Yeah, certainly a possibility. I mean, we do the extended shows from time to time. Uh, when we think about it, when we're feeling inspired, I don't ever want to force an extended show on Free Talk Live because yeah. I don't want to just do an extended show because we've got an extended show scheduled. Uh, I want it to be more of a natural thing like, well, we've just got so much we want to cover, we want to go into overtime and, and do that sort of thing. Plus, the extended show, um, I don't know if that's... I wonder how long we're going to keep that around because there's some talk about possibly getting a, a new show on LRN.FM for after Free Talk Live. So we we could probably still do it. We just have to do it only on the uh, the Free Talk Live streams. So we could probably keep the extended shows uh, going on into the future. But I appreciate your comments. But things are always changing. Yeah, and I understand the appeal of the internet only uh, program. I, I definitely understand that. And we listen to listeners. You know, I mean, your comments will you know matter to us. But I think that yeah, I mean, I would you rather to... have would you rather have here? Let me ask you this, uh, Aaron. Uh, would you rather have the guys on Sunday night broadcasting or uh, you know narrow casting, so to speak, to the internet audience of you know, a few thousand people? Or would you rather they have the opportunity to uh, broadcast to more thousands on radio stations, several more thousands, hundreds perhaps someday of thousands of people? Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Probably uh, the wider audience. I wish we could do both, but um, I'll let you guys go. I just wanted to say one more thing, and I think there should be more Dale on Free Talk Live. Well, Dale's on every single week, and uh, you get him once a once a month on the extended on the uh, the Sunday edition, and I'm sure Dale will appreciate hearing that. And I thank you for the call, Aaron. A- and and again, you know we, we're, what we're talking about is last night uh, the the Sunday show guys on the internet they went into territory that became pretty upsetting to some of our listeners. Now, some people like Aaron really enjoyed the the program. Uh, and they enjoyed that uh, that discussion, and I have no objections to the uh, the content uh, of the, 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 the. I have no objection to the topics that they were discussing, but the the level of graphicness that they delved into uh, would have made it completely inappropriate for uh, for broadcast radio. And so there's a certain line that uh, that needs to be walked, and it's a tough one, right? Because on one hand, you can you can get as explicit and as graphic. Uh, you know, and as disgusting uh, to some people as you want to. And then, like you said, Mark, you're going to alienate some people. Uh, you're going to alienate some friends. And uh, you're going you're gonna to have a group of core listeners that are really excited about the, you know, the graphic explicitness that, uh, that you've created. Uh, on the other hand, you can tone down the, uh, the, the wordage, if you will, the, the terminology that, uh, that you're using to have that discussion. And you can bring more people on board with that if you're not, you know, grossing them out when they're listening to uh, what it is you're saying. So, for instance, earlier I referenced a certain uh, video with a, a guy in a jar and putting it somewhere. But I don't have to get any further than that. I, any further than that, I, I, would, be, I would be pandering uh, to, you know, to the lo- so-called lowest common denominator. My and, favorite part is that somehow somebody has reached your line. I didn't realize. I didn't know where it existed. And apparently it's a man with a jar. 
Oh, no, no, no. My line was that the pirate operators were upset. Uh, that's my, <laughs> a good my practical clients. line. That's the only line that I care about as a, as right. a practical My line. clients were upset, Mark, and so I did what it took to you know, make them happy. That's all that matters to me. And, you know, they're representative of listeners, right? I mean, if the, if the pirate operator is upset at what's going on, they're representative of a certain amount of listeners out there as well that also have that, uh, that viewpoint. But I'm not going to stop people from cursing at LRN.FM or anything like that. Just want to restrict the, the graphic content. So you've got this, you know, this, this question as a, as a program creator. You know, how niche do you want to go? Because you can, it's the internet. You can go really niche, right? You can you can talk about scuba diving in, uh, you know, Lake fill in the blank. You just you could talk about one thing, and you could likely get an audience for whatever it is that uh, that you were talking about. But your audience is going to be limited, especially so, if you're talking about scuba diving in a lake. Yeah, do you not do that? Generally, no. Lakes aren't are pretty boring for scuba diving. Really? Uh, you know, there's cave diving, which is kind of lake oriented. There's certainly open ocean diving, where you can see pretty colorful fish and coral mm. and things like that. But lakes so are mostly mud. <laughs> there are, uh, you know, there, there's some uh, shipwrecks that are pretty good in the Great Lakes, but you have to be kind of experienced because they're generally quite deep. Well, if all you have is a lake around, then you'll scuba dive in it. No, you'll get on a plane and you'll fly for sixty nine dollars on Southwest down to uh, Miami, and you'll you'll dive out of uh, key largo shows what i know about scuba diving yeah so uh but my point being mark that uh that you can be as niche as you want to be on the internet and the more niche you become the fewer listeners you'll have so really you just have to ask yourself well what's more valuable and for the podcaster out there for somebody that's just doing a podcast their niche is what they're interested in, and that's valuable to them. That's what they want to talk about. So, you know, Dale could go out and start his own uh, podcast about sexual fetishes. He could talk about sexual fetishes every single week. I'm not saying he wants to do that. It pr- I, sounds like it's going to get boring I quick. think they've gotten it out of their system. I think it's done. I think it's over with. The new policy's in place, and, and we're moving on. But my point is, he could do that. And there would be people that would, you know, be very interested in sexual fetishes, and they'd call in, and they'd call in every single week with a new one, and the, you know, the host had never oh heard my. of before. And, you know, it, you, you could do that you could do that would you be able to sell sponsorships maybe yeah i mean a niche program you may be able to reach out Adam to some, ad- right, some adult uh, businesses and get them to sponsor the program you might even be able to make money at it maybe could you make a living at it it's possible i don't know how many podcasters have been successful at actually transitioning away from their day job so to speak and actually making money off of their podcast those success stories are out there i think that uh, our old buddy mike from uh, mike d from red bar radio is one of those success stories so to where uh, they, he was able to actually leave whatever it was he was doing before and, and start doing his podcast full time. His is so, comedy, so it's a much more general audience. But sure, it's good comedy. Yeah, uh, but it's also a comedy you couldn't do on the radio. You as couldn't, well. no. So it's more niche. He tried that for four weeks, and that's about as long yeah, as he lasted. He got booted. <laughs> Too many f bombs. Yeah, and uh, so so yeah. I mean, you can create whatever you want out there, but there's certain certain limitations the more niche you become. And so we want Free Talk Live. It's a general a, audience show. Right, to be a general audience program that, uh, that appeals to as many people as possible. Now, that doesn't mean that we can appeal to everybody, and I know that, right? I mean, I'm, I'm the first person to say you can't please everyone, and I'm not going to try to please everybody. I'm going to do the show that is right for me, the show that I want to hear, and presume that there are other people out there that would also enjoy the show that I want to hear. That's how I've always done uh, this program. And it turns out 
that there are enough people out there that like this program that to where we've managed to get on 78 radio stations and more coming down the line and and uh, growing this message and getting the word of freedom out into uh, to people's ears. And so to me, uh, it's important to be able to do the show that I want to do to entertain the listeners, to keep them coming back for more. That's my job. And to uh, and to spread the message of freedom. And if you don't have a general audience show, you don't have anybody new hearing the uh, the words of uh, of liberty. So it's important to get on radio stations. It's important uh, to to get the word out. And that means you have to temper the things that you say. It's just how things are. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area. Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com, and those features include our listening options. We've got live streams. We've got our listen lines, webcam, lots of different ways for you to listen into the program. And, of course, our 78 radio stations as well. Go to listen.freetalklive.com and get tuned in for free. That's listen.freetalklive.com. Mark, tell me about Jurisdictionary. Jurisdictionary is a program that allows you to defend yourself uh, in court. They It is uh, created by a lawyer who wants you to know how to protect yourself from members of his profession. It's written in the uh, the fashion that the average eighth grader can understand in less than 24 hours. It will teach you everything on how to fill out their forms, get evidence, move the court, set hearings, do research, draft pleadings, all that stuff. It's uh, a five-hour video seminar on one uh, CD-ROM and uh, a couple of other audio classrooms on uh, CDs and then a bunch of in-depth reference tutorials and you can find it all at jurisdictionary.com this is you know a, a highly recommended program jurisdictionary.com when you do uh, purchase it and i've done it and i recommend that use the pull down menu and mention free talk live it's jurisdictionary.com all right 800-259-9231 right back into your phone calls we go to mike in georgia you're on free talk live hello mike mike in georgia going once mike in georgia I hear somebody. Hello. This is Mike. Can you hear me? Hey, Mike. We got you. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, I wanted to bring up the BP oil bomb. I had talked to you gentlemen about this once before and suggested how much I was sure that this was not an accident. And uh, you, you, part of your group there indicated they were very skeptical of what I was uh, saying at the time. So you have more evidence? Well, uh, I was wondering if you'd taken a look at the article that was up on Prison Planet. Uh, states need to launch criminal investigation into BP and federal government's role in the oil spill. I haven't. Uh, no, I have not. No. I haven't seen that article, but I did uh, hear Alex Jones today talking about uh, how uh, BP has been very uh, lax in its, um, you know, enforcement of its of the rules and things like that. But that doesn't seem like. I mean, it that goes, may be criminal. Well beyond lax. Okay. Well, tell me about the bomb. Basically, uh, I just suggest you go to this, you follow in the links, and look at what they're saying about where they were supposed to set the concrete on this conduit. 
you know, I um, I have a baccalaureate in industrial technology with an option in construction. So I have some familiarity with basic construction uh, practices. But, you know, it's just better said if I can, you know, I would like to convince you just to take a look at it rather than listen to me talk about it and listen to the testimony that they gave on this. You know, okay, so you believe that uh, that they botched the job on purpose with the intention that it would fail eventually? I believe it was almost. They knew it was going to fail. It, it's you know, I, I don't, I don't see any way that you could. You know, it's like putting a fence post in the ground, and you put concrete around it to set it. And if you just dump water around that post, it, it'll fall over. Now, you can go into the engineering, and they'll explain it in a lot more detail, but this is the same thing. They, you know, there's a specific kind of concrete to be used for this, and they just flat didn't do it. Yeah, I, it may very well be that it's true. It, I mean, this seems like an unlikely scenario. It may be true that uh, somehow BP planned to do this, that uh, the government and, and, and British Petroleum are in it to you know do whatever it is nefarious that they, they wish to do. But I think that uh, Free Talk Live is, by and large, a general interest audience, a general audience show. And I don't think you can convince the average person without a great deal of research and all that other stuff. And I don't think you can get them to listen to the research in general. General. And if you um, and there are shows out there that do that already, so it's not really my interest to delve into the very specifics of a, a region and, and that I know nothing about that. construction. Um, it, what I'd rather talk to people about is how the government was supposed to be there to protect us. They have we had the mineral management services; um, they've been around for decades, and that was the whole purpose of this organization was to protect us from situations like that. And they failed because the government is an in competent organization i find it a lot easier to convince people that the government is incompetent That's rather than persuasive it, it, too, right, rather than trying to convince them that it's nefarious well much like 9-11 when the plane hit the building there uh, it, it's it would be nice to just say that 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 was a failure but when you look it at was. the physics of the building falling mm-hmm. Right. But you see, this is the problem. Would you say that most Americans believe that 9-11 was an inside job or uh, that, that it's, a, it's a very small uh, percentage of Americans that believe that? I believe most uh, individuals who have looked at that film and watched, it, watched that building fall, uh, I don't see how they can... So how's it going, uh, getting the independent investigation and uh, bringing the Bush administration up on charges? How's that working out? Well, uh, we have a criminal government. That's certainly the problem. I just think the more mm. aware of it that the American people are, the better chance we may be able to do well, something you know, about I, it. But I, I, I don't I have a the video. I'm sorry. Um, I watched the video of those buildings falling on multiple occasions, and it didn't mean anything to me. The video, the, the buildings just fell. That's the way hunt? buildings fall. And I'm uneducated on the way buildings are constructed. I'll admit that. But I'm telling you that the average person is, too. And I think that you are absolutely wrong, not even close to, to the zip code of right, when you say that anybody who watches that video looks at it and says that there's something wrong. They don't. They look at it and say, that's a tragedy. Did you ever have you ever been hunting? Have you ever shot anything? I've I've unfortunately shot something and it make, and it hurts okay. my soul to do. See it. how it crumpled when the bullet hit it. Okay, it didn't, it didn't disintegrate. 
That building basically disintegrated. Uh, I don't think that's a very appropriate analogy for buildings, what you're trying to explain. I've seen buildings, lots of buildings look, fall, man, and they do fall into themselves. Look, look, Mike, look, look, I understand where you're coming from, man. There's a lot of good questions out there. I've looked into this stuff, okay? I've looked. Not, right, I'm not saying 9-11 right? wasn't an inside job. I don't know. I'm saying to you that the average person, when they see those videos, doesn't think that, and you live in a fantasy world if you think they do. However, what you could point out is that the government that, again, is supposedly out there to protect you didn't do Jack squat to even protect when they those were people. warned, even right. when they were given these people's names, even, even when they were there told their, time and again. All their security and it's all their money. It's easy to prove that, Mike. It's hard to prove what you're talking about. It takes hours and right. hours of research on each individual. I can prove to them in a very short period of time the government's incompetent. I can prove I mean, to them. Does it really matter whether you're dealing with somebody who's in charge that's incompetent or somebody who's in charge that's a criminal? Does it matter? You just don't want them there. It's, it's going to be much harder to remove them unless everybody is in agreement that we want them removed. Well, you're never going to get everybody in agreement. criminals rather than just idiots, there, there may be a bigger push to do so. You're, well, you're never going to I get th- everybody. I don't think so. I, I think that nobody wants an idiot ruling over them. Well, <laughs> there's nothing that you can really do about that within the system that they've created. Working within that system is not going to change things. Just look at, I mean, you, you guys with the 9-11 Truth Movement have been uh, crying from well, the rooftops. I'm not with the 9-11 Truth Movement. Well, you sound like you are. Look, you, uh, those of you who've been crying from the rooftops about 9-11 Truth and now this oil spill, trying to say it's you know an inside job, it's an inside job, it's always an inside job, and it, you know, it goes, right. you're trying to prove that the government is evil. As Mark pointed out, within a very short period of time, we can not only pro- prove the government is incompetent, but also prove that what they do is morally wrong and that, uh, that uh, the government is generally a bad idea. Having a violent monopoly out there is not the optimal situation. We can prove all of that stuff without having to, to pull out engineering studies and to bring on experts and all of this. We can do it with just by sharing information that is publicly available through major media news sources uh, to, uh, to expose people to the idea that government isn't necessary but many of the people in the the 9-11 truth movement are fully in, in the belief that government is necessary they just believe that their people should be in charge of it that uh you know if we just elect the right people then we can bring those evil criminals up on charges and show them what's for and get the republic back and so it's really just a you know completely different perspective well i understand that but because you have a wider audience i'm just trying to expose them to this yeah in, i understand in hopes that. of prompting an action i'm not trying to change the well, whole what did you want you show. said at the very beginning of your call that you wanted an, an investigation into the, into the oil spill is that what you wanted and, and it's very well said in this article that's really all i'm trying to ask you to do who do you want to investigate who do you want to investigate i uh I have no. If I knew how to bring the, you know, the government under control, that's what I would be doing, rather than just talking about it. But I think you know that the best opportunity to have people at least make an effort is for them to be aware of the situation. So you in. don't know what you want to happen. You just want. I know what I want to have happen. I don't know how to make what it. What do happen. you want well, to have happen? I want the federal government removed. Removed from what? From the control. See, so would you uh, you want to support secession? Uh, I'm not sure. I basically follow the principles of Thomas Paine. Meaning? Meaning that, that uh, I believe in self-determination. Okay. Well, that's, that's, that all sounds good. We talk about solutions on this program. We give people ideas as to what they actually can do besides just uh, talking. And uh, the Free State Project is one of them. Thanks for the call. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. I don't know about you, Mark, but I'm not going to spend my time reading an engineering study tonight because I already know the government's I might read the bad. article. 
There's more coming up here at 800-259-9231. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. This is Free Talk Live, and we are launching into the third hour of the program. You are invited to take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. Got a lot of features. They're free, including our bulletin board system with over 500,000 posts created by listeners like you. It's all free over at bbs.freetalklive.com. Again, bbs.freetalklive.com, though it is virtually unmoderated. So uh, listeners, uh, viewers, beware. You don't know what you're going to encounter over there. 800-259-9231. Right back into your phone calls. Let's talk to Surreal calling from any nightclub. You're on Free Talk Live on the Amp Lines. Guys, how hey. are you doing? Hey, Surreal. What's on your mind tonight? Got a question for you. Okay. I am a member of the Free State Project. And I realize I'm asking the wrong guys this question. <laughs> <laughs> where, where in New Hampshire do you think live the most and the most beautiful women? Oh, boy. Now, okay, what kind of women are we talking about here? Are we talking about younger women, middle-aged, older women? What are you looking for, Surreal? 18 to 40. 18, okay, so the young, younger side, I would say, of uh, the ladies out there. I know that uh, I, I, all I can really speak to is Keen because I haven't really spent much time anywhere else. Uh, and I can say that the, the ratio, at least according to the census data, whatever that's worth, uh, is that there are slightly more females to males in the Keene area. Keene is also the home of uh, Keene State College, which means that there's always uh, you know, a fresh batch of new young ladies coming into town every single year. So, uh, so I, think it, I think it's got two things going for it there. Uh, you know, so that's my answer. Mark? Um, I, I generally find these uh, statements uh, to be, you know... <sighs> They're always anecdotal. Um, you know, it's, it's somebody's experience as to where the the attractive women are and, and what I, you consider attractive. Right. I just I think that uh, you know. You Open the pages of Playboy, you'll see attractive women. <laughs> I suppose that's true. I'm talking true. your eights and nines and tens. 
I, I understand, but I don't think that you could necessarily claim to, uh, that there's going to be a uh, a congregation of those people any place but say New York, where they have uh, where supermodels are employed, or um, you know Los Angeles, where aspiring actresses go, that kind of thing. I mean, you know, a, a, a place that has several colleges and clean and Keen can claim a couple of them, and, and several places can claim a couple of them is fine. But there's beautiful women everywhere, and. And honestly, I'm wondering. beautiful women isn't the trick. The women that you can get along with and talk to is, is really the ones that are going to make you happy. Surreal doesn't care about talking, from what I understand. Yeah, you're, you have to talk to them at some point. Oh, I care about talking to them. I just care about looking at them first. <laughs> I, I, I got you. I, I'm, yeah. I'm just I mean, I'm after, telling you experience I'm done here. looking at them, I got to talk to them. But, yeah. you know, hey, I got to be attracted to them first. Sure. But here's an idea I, I'm thinking about, and maybe, again, wrong audience to ask. But uh, nightclubs, there's probably more nightclubs in the larger cities, I imagine. I would imagine so, but there aren't really very many cities uh, in, in New Hampshire. Uh, Manchester is, is, a, is the largest city, and that's only got about 100,000 people in it. So it goes down from there. Nashville with about 70,000. Uh, I think the, uh, the Seacoast and Concord have a, approximately 40,000. And then Keene's got like twenty five thousand, so uh, you know it's, it goes it goes down from there. Rochester maybe with like twenty five thirty thousand. So are there oh, yeah. nightclubs in those places? I don't know. Define nightclub. I mean, there are bars in Keene. I don't know if that counts. There's as a nightclub. Is there a nightclub? Yeah. Okay. Well, bars work. Actually, bars are better. Nightclubs are loud and annoying. And oh, there's plenty of bars, yeah. and some of the bars play loud and annoying music. So, uh, so yeah, you, you've got all that. Having stuff. been to several bars in Keene, I can tell you, you're not going to have any trouble with that particular activity. With going to bars, you know why? picking people up. You know um, why I, I said uh, bars are annoying, or you know, the nightclubs are loud and annoying. Why? Because I like to talk to the girls. See, you ah. guys think one thing, and here it is the other thing. And See, I was jumping to conclusions about you, Surreal. I thought you were a, a womanizer. I thought you were a misogynist. There's oh, nothing misogynist about being a womanizer. No. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, I'll see you guys at Porkfest. Oh, well, we know who you, you are? You, no. <laughs> so you'll see us, but we won't see you. Or if we do That's see you, right. we won't know it's you. Thanks, Surreal. Maybe I'll Hey, good luck out there. She won't be there. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever is on your mind. Now, as far as picking up women at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, Surreal is going to have a bit of a challenge in that particular department. I don't know if that was his intention uh, to attend the Porcupine Freedom Festival to, uh, to meet women. But th- there were more people there, more women there last year than there were the year prior to that and the year prior to that. I think the ratio keeps getting better. I th- what was it last year, Mark? What do we figure? It was like one in three? I don't know. Well, it's been real bad, and it's gotten better over time. But as as was pointed out, and I don't remember who pointed this out, but the while it may be true that one in three could be female at uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival, it's probably only one in ten that are unattached. I think I pointed that out. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, so good luck to Surreal. I don't, it's going to be quite a challenge because the uh, those ladies are certainly surrounded by potential suitors who are all vying for uh, for their attention. But then again, Surreal does seem to to uh, be on his game. He has called before uh, in the past about uh, that sort of thing of uh, you know the the practice of picking up women at uh, yeah. If he's competing against a bunch of guys with your social skills, he should do okay. All right, so the toll-free number here is 1-800-259-9231. Let's talk to Ryan in Virginia. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Ryan. Ryan in Virginia, going once. Hey, guys. You're on um, Just 
calling because I, I may be a first. I, I don't know, you guys have talked about the, uh, the the idea that people once they hear the Liberty message, they never go back, right? Yeah, generally. And and um, I think philosophically that's probably true. But I'm finding myself in a in a practical, like a day to day practical level, just retreating from every issue. It's it's strange. Maybe I'm going insane. I give don't me know, one. But, what, yeah. Give me one. Tell, tell me what's happening for you. I need to, I need a little more information than just your reti- retreating from the issues. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, let's see. Um, a, a good example. Let's see. Um, I think it started back with the, the net neutrality issue. Um, um, I'm, I get worried about bank regulation kind of stuff. Um, I've been. Real worried about uh, product safety kind of stuff. Okay, we've now you've covered three issues. Okay, so. so now I think I have an idea of what you're saying, though. You're saying that in a in a in a free world, yes, the marketplace would regulate itself, but we don't live in a free world, so the mar- so the government needs to regulate us, um, and you know that's that's because you know safety has to be had today, right? Um, in a nutshell, I mean it's more nuanced than that, I think. But yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm I'm finding myself, and I know it's an, an unpalatable place, but it's an unpalatable place for me. It bothers me that I feel that way, but I'm having trouble with um, solutions that are in place now that are actually better than the ones that we actually have in place now. So, um, you, do you think the government is a bad uh, organization to be doing this regulation? But it's the only organization that can do the regulation. So we should have the government do more regulation that they're bad at, right? Um, not necessarily. Um, I think that they are a bad system to have doing it. But that in fear, well, fear it. I would love that to get the government out of all of it. Yeah. But yeah. But currently, they're. Every step that we take towards getting the government out of it, in my mind, has been making the problem worse. Okay, I'm with you on this one. That if you deregulate in a um, this in the if you let the the industry the the whatever um, you know whatever organization it is or uh, industry it is deregulate itself it's going to remove the regulations that uh that actually did regulate it in some way and it's going to keep the ones that that uh, they keep the barriers to entry they keep the barriers to entry up so it's it's really a suboptimal scenario when you do this sort of deregulation scenario where you take away oh 10 percent of the regulations or 25 percent of the regulations you leave the regulations that just make it harder for people to to compete and you take away the regulations that actually did some some good that had some teeth and i tend to agree on this but you know i that doesn't mean i'm going to support the organization that does it i'll tell you what if you if you don't mind i'd like to dig in a little further ryan hang on hang on on. 800-259-9231 that's the SACL cai toll free line you can bring up whatever you want because advocating further government control is not going to do anything to bring about freedom. And it doesn't sound like that's what he really wants. So we'll explore a little further. Take your calls about anything. It's Free Talk Live. In the decades to come, hardy adventurers will colonize the solar system, rediscovering freedom and finding vast new wealth. But the government of Earth will seek to extend its power and claim that wealth as its own any way it can. Escape from Terra, Volume 1, the first trade paperback collection of the popular adventure webcomic series, is coming this July for $12.95 from Big Head Press at BigHeadPress.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Just dial in via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those. Again, freetalklive.com. And the site allows you to go and influence the stuff we'll talk about on the air by submitting show prep suggestions to Free Talk Live. You can go and uh, create an account on the website. It's totally free. You find something online you think is really interesting, you think our listeners might like, uh, like you, put it on our site, then other listeners can vote it up or down, and the most voted up within a certain time frame will uh, be promoted to the front page and the top of our website, meaning we're more likely to see them and talk about them on the air at freetalklive.com. You know, exercise and a good low-fat diet is a great idea. And I don't know about you, but I'm terrible at them. Um, I would, however, have found a product that worked for me without giving me kind of the, uh, you know, the, the freaked-out jitters that uh, so many weight loss supplements give you it's called luma thin plus and you can find it at lumathinplus.com i've been taking it for quite some time i'm steadily losing weight this isn't one of those programs where you're going to lose 10 pounds in 10 days this is a program where you take this take these pills twice a day Uh, it's designed so that you spend less than a dollar a day and you continuously you know over time you will lose weight and you don't really have to change your lifestyle in any way lumathinplus.com lose weight the easy way with lumathin plus all right, so we continue here. Ryan is on the line with us in Virginia, and Ryan, you're back on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. So you called in tonight to say that uh, you get the ideas of liberty. You're on board with them, but recently you've been feeling uh, dejected towards them to some extent from a, from what you described as a practical standpoint because you see instances of like so-called deregulation uh, resulting in more problems, uh, not uh, not any increased level of freedom, that kind of thing. And uh, can you just you mentioned a few different issues that were bothering you? Can you pick just one of them, and we can delve into that uh, to, to some extent? Oh, sure. Let's uh, let's talk about um, product safety, particularly in the medical realm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, this is uh, a big drug one. approvals and that kind of thing. It's, it's a huge deal, and I agree that it's not being done particularly well. Um, well because well, right right now you've got the FDA, which has a multi-billion-dollar process that takes something like a couple decades in order to and, yes. And to be fair, um, to, you know, to do large-scale human trials, you know, stage one, stage two, stage three animal trials. So you know, from from beginning of a chemical to end testing. Yeah, that's probably a decades-long process for most drugs. Sure, but if you're if you're dying from the rare form of cancer that they're testing right now, and you can't get your hands on it because the the FDA hasn't approved it, um, I mean, you're dying. Who cares whether or not the drug's going to kill you? You want to try it out, you know? Yeah, but the, the the unfortunate thing about that is that it opens up a lot of holes for uh, let's call it fraud. Um, I don't know about you, but uh, there's snake oil being um, sold all over the place in this country. Plenty I know. Of, and, plenty of fraud. And, and it needs to be lessened, not it increased. To, it needs to be lessened. So what would you propose? Um, I I like the way the, the regulations in the, the drug approval process are working. Okay, um, well, you're not really then in favor of liberty, then, are you? Because what you're talking about, I think you're just saying that to, uh, you know, to, to, bring, to begin this conversation. No, 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 no. I am, and that's a long-game thing. 
in the long game, what I want is two or three consumer reports type agencies. How could you? I'm sorry, Ryan. How could that's great? But how could you like what's currently happening? People are dying because of the current situation. People that are waiting to get medications are dying because they can't get their hands on them. So how could you like that? How can you like? How can you like that situation? Because the vast majority of the things that they are quote unquote dying while they're waiting on aren't any better than nothing or are going to kill them faster. And that's the whole thing. Really? You think there's drugs out there that are going to kill people faster that are in the testing phases? You think people are spending millions of dollars, billions of dollars to Uh, test drugs that are going to kill people faster? Vioxx comes to mind. Don't you? Um, but it made it through. Don't you? The no. FDA didn't stop it, and this is the problem. The gov- This is what the government's yeah. going to do. It's going to cost billions of dollars to get your drug mm-hmm. through. It's going to take decades to do it, and they're going to fail to stop them. Yes, and in a well-managed um, free society, you're going to see probably sixty percent better, maybe forty percent better. It's going to be a very, very similar process if it's an effective process. Well, how do you know it's what, what? What makes you think that the process would be very similar to what the government is doing right now? What the government is doing right now is barring uh, the level, essentially setting the level of entry very high, so only the most wealthy of corporations can put their their drugs through the process in the first place. Good luck, you know, putting something together with uh, your home laboratory and trying to get that approved. That's just not even going to happen. Uh, well, human trials are very expensive creatures. In order to prove that a substance does what you think it's doing in your home lab. You've got to do large-scale studies, and that costs billions of dollars. Well, yes, I but d- you have to do them on 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 people, and <laughs> so yeah, when you're doing right. them on people, they're not those people aren't protected. They're protected by well, that's all. That's institutional review boards and lots of other steps of things in between people and everything else. Yeah, they're protected because they said, I want to be in a clinical trial. I know this drug probably does not work. Right, and what you're so saying is work, that, that like you, don't think, you don't think people should be able to make that decision at all, because basically anybody that has a, uh, you know, they've got some sort I, of a problem, mm-hmm. they can't take an experimental drug unless they happen to get, you know, be lucky enough to let into the little club of people that is allowed to, uh, to take that experimental drug. Everybody else, just screw them. They're going to have to wait. The study process might be able to be changed up, but yeah, I mean, in, in essence, we need to have the consumer report style companies would be doing the same sorts of things in a totally free market. But they wouldn't People get would, to, they wouldn't have the uh, the ultimate decision as to whether or not you could take that product. The consumer reports people yeah. would be reporting and they would be uh, you know watching the testing and they would be independent and all of that and it'd be great. But if I still wanted to go and take some concoction that somebody b- boiled up, I could do that if I wanted to and there would be no governmental agency preventing me from doing oh. that. Meaning there would You're be right. more competition in the marketplace and more freedom. Well, but the issue here is that we can't. I agree with you, and I'm philosophically, you're absolutely correct. But on a practical basis, I, I I see a lot of companies selling a lot of things to a lot of very very desperate people now, under all the restrictions, and mm-hmm. they're not only are they sick, but they're also broke, and they're all they they're buying into. 
Wait, fraud's terrible, but death is bad is worse. Okay, um, and that's well, what the FDA in, is in doing. Some cases, fraud equals death. Right. What that's you're saying, but no, what you're which saying side, is which side do you want people to die on? Is the question. You're, pick, you're picking the taking... government side. You're saying the coercion and death is better than fraud and freedom, and I, I disagree. I mean, well, no, I'm saying with fraud and death. Coercion and death is better than fraud and death. And but I think that's why you're, I'm coming You're down assuming, on. I believe the marketplace will cure cancer more quickly than the government will, okay? And yeah, I, I believe that you can, you certainly have a level of fraud, but it's somewhere in there, they'll come up with, uh, competition will bring the solution to the top, the best yeah, solution you're, to the you're, top. Your central well, managers are not. Consumers. The issue is informed consumers. Well, the government is not going to give good information. The government leans towards one side as opposed to the other. The government uh, favors the allopathic medicine style as opposed to, you know, the uh, the natural remedies and that sort of thing. In fact, they prevent them from even advertising what their products can do. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate it. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything. Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you all the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And the features, by the way, include our webcam. We've got a stream going on right now. You can see what's going, uh, what's happening in the studio. And there's actually a lot happening in the studio tonight. Uh, there's a crew here that's uh, that's doing some filming, uh, some production in the background as we are doing the show. And our, Busy as little beavers. Yes, our webcam folks uh, have been seeing that here all night. You can go to cam.freetalklive.com and uh, watch and listen and chat because the chat room is built into the very same page at cam.freetalklive.com, and it's all for free. By the way, the CAM brought to you by MemoryDealers.com. Memory Dealers offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, ZenPaks, and X2s that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Found. Foundry, Alcatel, and HP at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. In stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery, MemoryDealers.com. So just a few more thoughts uh, before we continue on about Ryan's call. Now, Ryan's called in before, and he tends to be challenging toward the ideas of liberty. Now, when he called in the beginning, I didn't necessarily recognize his, his voice, and he called in and, and, and started his call by saying that he agrees with and understands the ideas of liberty. And then it went on to spend the next 15 minutes uh, with us talking about how he just you know can't see it all working and that uh, he embraces coercion in this area and that area and that area. You haven't come, in my opinion, Ryan, you haven't really come to an understanding of what it means to, uh, to believe in, in freedom. Because if you can't actually 
apply the principle of non-aggression to your belief system if you can't if you can't uh, you can't you can't follow it then you don't understand it and it's not a diff- it's really it's not difficult to get the principle the principle is that you won't aggress against and you won't support aggressing against other people who have who are not harming others and so once you understand what that means then you have to apply it if you really believe in it. If you think that's a good principle, if you think that makes sense, at least. I mean, you may believe that you think you should aggress against people, in which case you wouldn't agree with the non-aggression principle. But if you hear the non-aggression principle... Well, what he was saying is is that, um, you know, in a free market, that all that stuff would work. We don't live in a free market, so we need the government bureaucracy to... Uh, to to, but that's to not what he was saying. Incompetence. No, that's not what he was saying because uh, he was saying that even in a he was worried that in a free market things would be worse. He was worried that in a free market there would be more fraud. What I, I heard him saying was that in the medical industry that was the issue we got into with him was that in the medical industry there is fraud today. He admitted that. He pointed out, you know, I pointed out there's plenty of snake oil being sold right now with all the government regulations. And his fear was that uh, that well there would be more of it in the absence of the government. And my, what I'd like to say is that your fear is not a justification for aggressing against people, period. Just because you're afraid that there might be more fraud out into the future doesn't justify having a, a violent monopoly around to force its way of the way it thinks things should be on everybody. And we can sit here and debate back and forth about whether or not there would or would not be more fraud. And 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 for my for my perspective, it is speculate you know speculation to say that uh, there would be fewer instances of fraud. I don't know if that would be true. Well, if you limit the marketplace and uh, say only let one tenth of the uh, items on uh, on the shelf that would otherwise be there, then you are limiting the fraud because you're limiting consumers' uh, ability to make a decision. Mm. So if if uh, you know a free market has a hundred items, you only allow. 10 items to hit the shelf, uh, you only have one instance of fraud. There's 10%. Call it five, uh, you know, five, uh, five of your items are, are fraudulent, five of them aren't. Well, you only have five instances of fraud where the free market would have 40 instances of fraud versus 60. So the free market have a, could have a, uh, a, you know, a larger percentage. I, would, I think that there would be plenty of fraudulent stuff on the free market. I sure. just don't think that it would reach, it would get the rankings of the uh, systems that would be put in place. I think that, I think you would, would probably have more in-depth rankings. People would, a would have a better idea of what they're getting. I think there absolutely would be. Somebody would sell you beef stew as a uh, you know cure for cancer. You'd have more better products. I like what you're saying there. You'd have more products to choose from. So of the ones you uh, from which you could choose, some would be fraudulent, but some would be better than what you currently have today because of that competition aspect. Because you'd have unrestricted competition, whereas what he's advocating for is, well... You know, the system, uh, it, it, it's not perfect, but at least it's protecting us from this and that and this and that. But we don't know what we're missing. And, and that's what you're talking about here, the seen and the unseen. Yeah, we can see what's out there now. Well, what but you we can see know. right now is that uh, the drug industry has gotten so deeply in bed with uh, the patent lawyers is that you don't have uh, uh, you don't have the innovation that was going on even if a few decades ago in the medical industry. The medical industry is broken. It's going to take a couple more decades for people to really wrap their minds around it, but it is broken right now, and something radical needs to be done to change it, and I believe that radical thing is freedom. 
Absolutely. And as long as you've got a central group of authoritarians deciding which way an industry should go, you end up with some really bad unintended sure, consequences. Sure, just take a look at the five-year plans in the Soviet Union. You know, I mean, yeah. that's what central planners do for you. And, and that's what he is essentially advocating. And I'm sorry, you don't really understand freedom. I think that I think that him coming in with the well, I understand freedom, but at I'm the not going to claim that. Car, I, I, I don't I, know. I think I think him coming in with that at the beginning of his call was to kind of lay the groundwork to uh, to jump into the issue, which is you know that's fine. When we might have otherwise have focused on the more uh, root issues of what he was missing on, so I, I feel like I almost dropped I, I dropped the ball on uh, on that phone call in that yeah you know, I don't know if we were really if I was really striking at the root of the issue and whether or not well do you you if you understand what non aggression is how could you support aggression if you understand and embrace the ideas of non aggression you can't support aggression I mean it's it's not it's a black and white issue there's not a gray area in there. Well, I think that, uh, you know, I, I understand the ideas of non-aggression. However, that's not my root uh, um, at this. My root is peace. And I believe and, – and society moving forward. If, well, isn't the non-aggression peace? Isn't that another way of saying peace? It's not necessarily if it doesn't work. Do you understand? I, I'm for what the system that works best. I believe that that system is liberty, and I believe it very well could be complete liberty, but I think these things have to be tested. And I think that people should be able to test them without being crushed under the heel of the state. However, I don't intend to be one of those people out there testing this, this, uh, this totally free scenario thing. So wait a minute. So I'm I'm confused. You said that uh, if freedom, total freedom. By freedom, I mean no government, no coercive mm-hmm. entity at all. Resulted in stupider people, people with uh, you know more children dying in you childbirth. You support aggression. Yes, but then you don't support peace. Oh, I do support peace. No, you don't. If I, you support aggression, you can't support peace. If 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 the result of the you're uh, a, uti- a you're a utilitarian. If an, if if the if the the result of a non-aggressive uh, form of government or whatever, non, no government at all, is more people being aggressed against by their by their neighbors and people around them, then yes, I was I uh, will support the less aggressive form of stable small government that will protect them from those things. Okay, right, and then we're back See, into this uh, paranoid uh, scenario where you believe that in the absence of widespread aggression by a violent monopoly, I'm not saying that. that I'm saying be... that I believe that people should be able to test that theory if they yeah. wish to do that. That's all. You want to test it? Fine and dandy, pal. Go test it. So, I'm not going to tell you you can't. Right. So you're not really in favor of peace amongst individuals. I'm you're for in favor of what you believe would be the most peaceful scenario. That's correct. And even if it involves show- aggression, even if your peaceful Senate, more peaceful scenario involves aggressing against everyone wholesale by a uh, violent monopoly, you would favor that. Um, if if that violent monopoly ag- aggresses against f- uh, uh, far fewer people than uh, you know, sort of you know, criminal gangs that would rise up in its place, yes, uh, the violent monopoly aggresses against everyone. That's what taxation and a, is and a small basis. Uh, no, it's consistent and it is consistent uh, throughout. Sure, sure. Uh, it is not a small basis. I'd rather be taxed five percent of my wages than have my throat slit slit in front of my wife. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. But your taxes aren't stopping your throat from being slit. They help. No, they don't. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Where are the cops? That- you don't even have a cop in your town. More coming up. Free talk. We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. This 
is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can, again, bring up whatever you want, even in these remaining moments. It's Ian here. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy all the features. And if you want to help support Free Talk Live, shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link in Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. So start your shopping, amazon.freetalklive.com. Let's go to Carl listening in Canada. Carl, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Yes. Hi. Um, I I update you listeners. I got my website up working again. I've been detained by Canadian immigration for over three years now. My my liberatecarl.com is my website. C-A-R-L is how I spell my name. You should uh, take a look at it and... uh, Talk about our justice system, immigration reforms. This is just one example of you know the Canadians need immigration reform. Now, just are, as you much as the Americans. Pr- are you in a federal? Are you in a federal prison? Detain somebody, somebody, and arbitrarily hold them without yeah, no awful. due process. Uh, you've been calling they keep for me locked uh, up for three years. Right, you've they, been calling for a long time uh, on this program. Yeah, and they and keep transferring me. They, they transferred me from this uh, immigration detention center. Then they sent me to a local prison here in my, over in uh, Montreal North, there another prison. Then they sent me to a mental health evaluation center that was in uh, over there. That was Pinnell Institute. Now I'm at Douglas Institute. Now I, have, I can call out on 800 numbers. I can try That's to get cool. the information out to others. And now, so what, so it's been three years now. It was May 2007. Yeah. Carl, I was arrested. Now it's May 2010. Carl, and this thing can, can you hear go me? on indefinitely. Carl, and I have a whole bunch of documents, Carl, evidence, can you hear and me, Carl? I don't even want Carl, to look at it. You know? Carl, can you hear me? Yes. Okay, good. What was the website again? Liberate. Liberate. Carl. com. Yes, Carl with a C. Okay. Well, um, so uh, you, you're... <laughs> What are they holding you for? I mean, I, I've my experience uh, with what the, they're uh, arguing is that I have a criminal record in the states, so that makes disqualifies me from uh, residing in Canada because they can kick anybody out of Canada, any foreigner well, that who has be, a criminal record. Yeah, Mark, uh, that happened to Mark, but they actually just booted you right out. They didn't hold on to you for a very long time, right, Mark? Right. Yeah. I just was one day. Yeah, you just agreed to sign a paper to go back. And I've been fighting to stay here because the Americans railroaded me. I got proof, a prosecutor and other officials, the probation office that did the pre-sentencing report, put up a report full of lies and contradictions, and I asked for the evidence to support the pre-sentencing report, and they never provided the evidence. Now it's three years. The saga still goes on. Carl, are you going to be arrested if you return to the United States? Well, there's an issue over a 90-day probation violation, which I was supposed to have credit for time served, and I did. You've sat in jail for three years. Wait, Carl, Carl, I can't hear you very well. Yes, Carl, you've sat in jail for three years over a 90-day probation violation. I mean, why don't you go back to the United States, serve whatever 90 days you've got to serve for whatever probation violation, and then go to some other country besides Canada? What is so exciting about going to Canada that you'd stay in jail for? Three years there. Well, I'm the criminal in the criminal sentence that the probation is based upon 
was about this false statement that this girl gave the Secret Service, supposedly... It doesn't matter, Carl. That's not my question to you. My question isn't whether you're uh, guilty of whatever charge the United States is going to give you. It sounds to me like you're talking about the most you would have to do is 90 days in jail that you've traded three years in prison in Canada. Now now they're after more because of all this stuff, all the publicity going all over the Internet. Now it seems like they want to send me back and try to fix me and get me on new charges, maybe treason, because... Just I leave the Canada country. If you asylum, want to leave the country, leave the country. Chavez and Minijad, I asked for asylum in Cuba. Carl, and how, how, are you get, I mean, how are you going to get out? If you tell Canadian people that you'll go back to the United States, will they let you back out? Well, probably not, because I don't trust the American system one bit. No, no, I'm asking about the Canadian people. If you told the Canadian people that, okay, I'm going to go back now, uh, would they just let you out? How, do you, how will you actually get out of the They'll Canadian... They'll hand me over to the border... The marshals, U.S. marshals, would pick me up and decide to take me back to Alexandria. Then they would try to argue about this credit that I was. I, they owe me ten months of jail credit. They owe you ten. And I, they, I supposedly owe them thirty days. They were supposed to give me credit for those ten months, that which would eliminate the ninety-day sentence. But it, they didn't. No. Okay. The judge okayed it at first. That it's a mess. I mean, Carl's in a messy. Carl, you're in a messy situation. Although, you made it messy, Carl. <laughs> on, well, now wait a minute. I mean, they. I heard about another guy who was detained. No, I don't have time for his, for his he, for his story. He was a terrorist. He's Carl. supposedly a terrorist. His name is Adil Turkawi. He he was immigration detention for three years. They let him out three years later. Yeah, I, uh, Carl, they proved he wasn't a terrorist. Mark, you don't. You shouldn't place the blame on Carl. I mean, he he tried to escape from a situation where he was being uh, per- persecuted by the United yeah. States people and, and tried yeah. to go. He thought that he could seek asylum in Canada because that was the old thing you could do. You could, well, you it's could not go the to one, Canada. The couple of days he spent in Canada, yeah. if he would have just the returned. Wrong country. Right, right. You, you, well, the people thought that you, recently, uh, until recently, you could go to Canada and seek asylum. I and then they changed. Hold on, Mark. Then they changed their laws, the and they made it so you can't seek asylum for the soldiers that don't want to fight in the war. They come yeah. here too. They, well, they can't because Ch- Canada changed the laws, and now you can't go there and seek asylum. And you didn't know that. Now you're caught up in this messed up system. It's, it's not caught up though. I mean, he had three three years ago. If he would have said, "Okay, I'll return to the United States," then he could have faced whatever yeah, ninety days. Three years doesn't even count. I understand it doesn't. And this is why I'm saying no. it's no wonder to me they sent you to insane asylums if these are the decisions you've been making. Carl, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at uh, 800-259-9231. Mark, he's trading three years in prison for 90 days. He was concerned with uh, that there might be more charges for him when he went back. Now he tried to escape from the United States. And so there might be more charges because of that. At least that's as I understand the, the what situation. What makes sense to me, and I'm just saying what makes sense. I'm not saying what has happened to Carl is just. I'm saying what makes sense to me is, oh, I guess I can't stay in Canada. I'll you know, retract that. I'll leave Canada. I'll go back to the United States. If they want me to serve you know, 90 days, it beats three years in Canada, and then I'll try to go to some other well, country. I don't think that he, he didn't have the benefit of the perspective at that time. At that time when he'd crossed the border... He didn't know that it was going to be three years in and Canada. And now he's speculating as to what's going to happen to him. Well, that, that's true. I mean, what kind of charges is he going to get for asking Cuba if whether or not he can go to live there? I mean, I don't know, Mark. I mean, this is the U.S. federal government we're talking about. It's the same group of people that just locked Mark You're Emery up. You're talking about the Canadian federal government. I mean, he's turning over himself to the Canadian federal government in order to to, 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 to free himself from the U.S. I d- federal I doubt government? That he talking turned... about jumping out of the frying pan into the fire. 
look, he didn't make the best decision, obviously, Mark. Right, but and that's he, what I'm saying. I mean, what a he surprise didn't have all he's the ended up in some crazy institutions. He didn't have all the information at the time with which to make the best decision. You know, people aren't necessarily of this freedom paradigm when they're operating in their day-to-day lives. It's, Carl, a, it's a shame Carl what's Mano. happened to the guy, but it's it's not going to get any better by trying to fight this. I don't know if he. I don't know if three he could, more years in Canada. That's a good idea. No, I'm not saying I don't know what he should do. Mark. I don't either. But I, I, you know, it's it seems like what if what he's facing in the United States is 30 days. Go do the 30 days, Carl. Well, again, we're jumping to conclusions as to what that he might be. Uh, what, what I he know might be that facing. if he ch- stay, tr- tries to stay in Canada, he's going to stay in jail the whole time. Okay. I believe that if he goes back to the United States, he's going to get thirty days. Then he will be free to go to every other country in the world besides Canada, because that's the way it works. Mm-hmm. I've been to Great Britain. I've been to Italy. I've been to Greece. I've been to thirteen other countries. I have a murder charge. The guy can go any place he wants. He's just being silly. If he wants to stay in an insane asylum, he can. He's essentially making that decision. I, I don't blame him for feeling how he feels when the when the federal government is out there doing things like locking up Mark Emery, a Canadian citizen, in a prison cell for the, the you know the vicious crime of speaking. Carl claims uh, to have publicity. He doesn't have the kind of publicity by a long shot that Mark Emery has. No, no, he doesn't. But Mark but, Emery will likely get transferred back to Canada within the next uh, six months. Well, you order, don't know that. I, it, I'm just telling you what's likely to how happen. How do you know that's likely? Well, hey, stay in the jail in Canada, Carl. Have a good time. You know, if he if but if, don't call me shocked, right? But at least he's got internet access. I mean, it could yeah, be worse. It's, sweet. it's there's sweet he jails in Canada. Of, he, he can call the eight hundred numbers yeah. from his jail cell. I mean, that's <laughs> Look, awesome. Dude, I went to jail in Canada. In, in in jail in Florida, I thought I was going to be raped. In jail in Canada, people were ask, offering me cigarettes. Hey, you got enough to eat, bud? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. That's I mean, what I'm saying. I mean, if you're in Carl's position and you think you're going to be in jail for a long time in the United States, and that's what he thinks. And, Mark, you don't know the details of his case. And, gosh, we don't want to get into all the details because it right, take forever. So you don't know what all of the ramifications are of what he's facing. He's talking about the Secret Service and everything. And so we don't know what Carl is dealing he's with. He's talking about insane asylums, too. People in, yeah, people in insane asylums talk about the Secret Service a lot. But he can make At least he can Helicopters make Helicopters listening in on their lines. The government's out to get him. <laughs> Carl's crazy, man. But I'm what sorry. if they really are out to get you? They anyway, could we're, be. we're done. See you tomorrow night. Freetalklive.com. What if the key to achieving liberty in your lifetime was to move together with others who think like you? Liberty activists are joining the Free State Project, which is over halfway to its goal of 20,000 participants. And they're already making the move to New Hampshire. The successes are piling up and are proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. From demonstrations and vigils to outreach and volunteering, there's a lot going on in Keene. Keene is also the undisputed liberty media capital of the world, with television, talk radio, newsprint, and more all originating here. Though, it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, the busiest Liberty Forum in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com.